Hey everybody, how's it going? This Hi. is Kevin Heffernan. And Steve Lemmy. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Got a great episode this week. Oh, it's so good. I know that we uh, uh, did questions last week, but this week we have a guest. We do. An old friend. An old friend. An old, talented, funny friend. Yes. His name is Nick Thune. Thune. Writer, actor, comedian, musician, would you say? Mm-hmm. I sure would. I would say that. Because he is one. He is. And uh, it was fun. We, he came in, we shot the shit, we went through some old stories, um, and uh, just had a general bullshit session, which was awesome. Yeah. What a great guy. He's a good guy, that guy, Thune. He's a, a wholesome person. He's good. Yeah. And smart, too. Smart. Savvy. Smart. Which you'll hear. You'll hear. We don't want to, you know. So I think you guys are going to like this one. Yeah. Mr. Nick Thune. Um, let's, uh, let's do some plugs real quick before we jump in. Do it. Okay, we got a couple gigs coming up. Um, they start. We're going back on the road next week. Next week, we're going back on the road. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, SLC. Yeah, we'll be there uh, May 9th and tenth at Wise Guys. At Wise Guys in West Valley, actually. And then the next weekend, we're going to be in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in Cobb's, mm. which is a great place. Yeah. We'll be there uh, May fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. Yeah. And then we take a little week off, and then we go back out. We're going to Charlotte. The yeah. Comedy Zone. Yeah. And uh, that'll be May 29th, 30th, 31st. Then we're going to go to Calgary. Mm-hmm. Calgary. Calgary, June 5th, 6th, and 7th. Mm-hmm. The Laugh Shop. Yeah, at the Blackfoot Inn. And finally, I'll, I'll just do through June so I won't bore you people. Well, I'm already um, bored, but keep going. And then uh, the big one is uh, Denver. We are going to be in Denver, June 26th, 27th, 28th. And Lemmy, what are we doing in Denver? Uh, we are shooting our new special. Hello. Denver Comedy Works. Hello. You come, come to by. the Denver Comedy Works. Get yeah. your face on camera. Got to come by. Um, all right, that's the gig. Those are the gigs. If you want to check them out, uh, go to heffernandlemmy.com. You can get tickets there. Yeah, and also, if you have the need for speed, K1 Speed is the place to race. Hey, it doesn't say hey there. Oh, K1 Speed is America's premier indoor kart racing center in the United States. Experience the thrills of 100% emissions for European-style electric go-karts. Right, they reach speeds? 45 miles an hour. High-speed thrills for adults and juniors. So, race on over to a location near you to feed your need for speed. They're open seven days a week. If you haven't experienced the thrills of racing at K1 Speed, do yourself a favor and find a location near you. Just go to k1speed.com, uh, or you can get onto our website, to the Chewin' It website, and you can download a coupon for how much, Let me $5. $5 for your next racing experience. Enjoy K1 Speed. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. All so right. that's great. That's it. Let's jump into Nick Thune. Okay. Come. God, good talk to Nick Thune. Follow us on Twitter, at Steve Lemmy, at Heffernan Rules. Hit up our Facebook page, uh, Heffernan Lemmy, to uh, get dates if you missed anything, and Instagram, Heffernan Lemmy also. And most importantly, chew it. Now entering Nerdist.com. This is like Swedish snoots. It's not quite American 
Oh, I know snooze. Fiberglass. What's that? Snooze. Let's uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Are we rolling already? <laughs> oh, look at that. Fuck, I actually fuck, own the right? company, so it'd be great to talk about you it. You do? On what air. is it? What's the what's the company? Uh, General. It's a Swedish company. <laughs> Are you Swedish? <laughs> Norwegian, actually. Are you really? That's insulting you to even say that. <laughs> yeah, because the truth is, and uh, Sweden is like the New Jersey of Scandinavia. It is? But believe it or uh, not. Yeah. The, uh, the Nor- Except there's no bridge. Hmm. There's no tunnel. No tunnel. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. B, no But case. there is a bridge now, isn't there? But between, a bridge uh, to Sweden? I know that, that uh, Norway put a moat out there. <laughs> Just to stop people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, people out. you don't fucking know about Alligators Sweden. Alligators and you stuff. You don't know about Sweden, do you? Oh, yeah. I dated a Swedish girl for two years. You know, okay. Let I me marry a Swedish Spain. girl. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. For her right. green card. Did, did you meet her over there or did she come over here and no, recruit I'm, you? No, I met her in New York. She was an mm-hmm. au pair and we were dating and then uh, she was going to be deported. I was like 26 oh. at the time and I didn't believe in marriage and she tried everything now to you stay do. in the country and uh, finally she said, will you marry me? You, for like 50 grand or something? No, no. Just <laughs> blowjob. Just free. <laughs> just, just, a, oh. just a BJ. That's a nice trade. Yeah. And, uh, and so That's I... Who nice. did you have to blow? I did it. Uh, Heffernan. <laughs> she wanted to watch. It was awesome. She wanted to watch. I was good for my first time. It right? was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, but so, yeah. So so I married, I was married to her for a while, actually. It's, we, we did a podcast cover yeah, it, so I don't want to repeat too much. But, but that's okay. Yeah. You, can, you can I say. was on the border, borderline of getting engaged with this girl, actually. For green card purposes or just no, love? Just be, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And she came, the last time she came to visit me, because she came when I lived in Seattle, and then she came when I was down here. And she had packed to stay, and I didn't. We didn't talk about she that. She was coming from Sweden. Yeah, she would come visit. Oh wow! Because we met. I was traveling Europe. I met her in Spain. So okay. you did super long. That's distance. a super long distance relationship. Yeah, she was an identical twin too. Oh, oh. Swedish twin. Oh, boy, really? oh boy, it was the dream. That was almost part of it. It was like, is this really something I can give up? Right. Um, it's so unbelievable. How tall? How tall is she? I mean, you're probably about. They were probably about six feet. (laughs) They were. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It is together six feet tall, like the Winklevoss twins. Yeah, sideways. (laughs) (laughs) But like, no, that that's the thing. The Swedish girls. I mean, look, and the truth is, Sweden is. To go back to that, Sweden is considered by the Scandinavians to be the New Jersey. Of Scandinavia because I don't know. But it's so much nicer than any other place. So other much nicer place, than Jersey. It, it's like Norway to everywhere else. <laughs> right. Oh no, it's right. fantastic. Yeah. Sweden is amazing. Right. It's an amazing country. Never it's, been. It's beautiful, and the, you know, obviously, like in the summertime, when it's you know twenty-one hours of sunlight, depending on where you are. Was your girlfriend? I've from been the there north both of those. I've yeah. been there in the winter, and I've been there. I when I dated her, I went there in the winter. When I did shows in Norway, I did it in the summer. Yeah. What? Okay. I was going to go off on a tangent, but. I, does it trans? Does the comedy translate over there when you go to yeah, Sweden? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They are. They know works. English better than we do. <laughs> like they really do. They they start learning English as a second language at four years old. Uh huh. And then at like by the time they're seven, they're learning two other languages. It's right. like it's so common over there to be so educated and learn. But right like away. It, you know, but but they well, watch the vernacular friends. of comedy. Oh, but they the... watch everything. They okay. watch every American. Okay. Well, comedy. that's the thing. And they, they and you know people call me the friends of stand up. They do. Yeah. Okay. So I translated. I'll be there for you. Perfectly. <laughs> I'll be there for you. No, but that's the thing. It's like the Swedish. Also, the American entertainment is presented in English with mm. Swedish subtitles to them. Okay. So they learn everything There's through no the pop dubbing. culture. Yeah. Oh. Their shows mostly are even in Amer in American. Okay. In American. <laughs> yeah. In American. Mostly. They speak American. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like uh, you know um, the girl and the dragon tattoo. <laughs> that's right. Swedish. Right. Yeah. The, the original. Have you seen that? Yeah. I haven't seen that. I've seen all three. I refuse to. I don't watch anything that's not American. It's. Uh, I only watch the American reboots. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a Ford guy. I'm trying to think I'm a, I, what about Sherlock Holmes? 
Have you seen Sherlock Holmes? The uh, BBC Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, it's in English. Uh, hell no. Okay, so it's just, <laughs> you're just a patriot. Okay, fine. I've seen it. I've seen a season of it's it. It's probably American, counts. man. Probably American. Dude, that's mm. Nick Thune. He's from America. I know. He only watches America TV. Yeah. But hold on. Now, hold on. Let me what? just explain why it's the New Jersey of Scandinavia. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought we were done with Sweden. Well, you keep interrupting. That's Sorry. Go. Do it. Is mm. that uh, the alcohol is illegal. Yeah. In Sweden, yeah, it's not illegal, but it's controlled by the government because okay. they have the highest suicide rate of any country in, yeah. in the world, and so because of the darkness. So you cannot buy it, or you, you can buy it, super tax. You cannot buy it on the weekends. You have to buy it from a certain store uh, during okay. daytime hours during the week, and it's very expensive. You confirm this? Though. They go. I don't know about that in Sweden, but I know that they go. A lot of them will go to like Copenhagen over, on party for a night over out on the sea. So, like, you go on oh, okay. this cruise, it ends up in Copenhagen, then you come back Sunday. Okay. Like offshore gambling. Kind of this, yeah, exactly. Well, this gotcha. is what happens, is that the Swedes come <laughs> over to Copenhagen mm-hmm. to either buy the cheap alcohol, because it's much cheaper there, okay. and they take the ferry back with, like, cases and cases of beer and, and like, boxes of booze. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or they just come Absolute. over there and get shit-faced. Well, Absolute yeah. is a, uh, a Swedish vodka. I, that's why I said Well, and the okay. Yodel. Thank you. The Yodel while they do it. Yeah. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but so they're always wasted in the streets of of uh, Copenhagen, yeah. huh. which is why like the imitation sounds like Jersey. Yeah, well that's what, that's what the mockery of them is. They're just drunk people. Yeah, and drunk Scandinavians are always fun to watch. Yeah, although they had worst a- hangover actually came from Bergen, Norway. I would say. What did you did you have like the uh, what? Just up all night drinking? And then I ate Drinking a hot what? dog, Drinking 7-Eleven what? hot dog. Seven Eleven a Norwegian Seven Eleven hot dog. Was borderline throwing up all over the airport. <laughs> what do you drink in Norway? What, what's your? Uh... I, they had great beer. I, I like like an IPA. Okay. So we okay. were drinking like really heavy IPAs. Okay, and you know, like two of those, you're kind of done. Yeah, mm-hmm. but in Sweden, so because the alcohol is so expensive, they have homemade uh, mm-hmm. liquor, and and got it's they have a drink. It's grog. It's called grog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's the like two umlaut with an umlaut on it. Yeah, probably. Okay, or like the O with the line through it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whatever that. The, the you're not allowed. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No O is allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's it's like vod- It's some alcohol mixed with soda. Right. But like, it fucks you up. It yeah, gro- it gross. It gross. Did yeah. you uh, puke on that plane ride home? No, I made it. You did? And then I made it into Norway. Well, I was going from there to Oslo, so I had to go. <laughs> okay. But the Berg- Bergen is like a college town in like over on the coast. And, you know, there's like a lot of white trash in Norway, too, because there's a lot of oil money over along the coast. Mm. So just like farming white trash families got super rich. Right. And so there's this kind of dichotomy in Norway of like the inland and the outland. And it's uh, pretty interesting. So there's new money and old money. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And, and who laughs harder at your jokes, the... The old money or the new money? The new money. We're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> they're the bigger, they're big Friends fans. Yeah. Were you playing guys. to them more? The new money. Uh, Oil jokes, things like that? No, I yeah. think I was just less hungover <laughs> for them. Yeah. <laughs> I think when, when I got to old money, I was so hungover. It's almost like when I performed in Amsterdam, because the problem with Amsterdam, they say that all American bands, acts, anything that's not from there sucks. Yeah. They get the worst shows. Because people show up and think they can handle their weed, and they smoke their weed, or they eat their weed, or whatever, right. yeah. and then they can't perform. They get performance anxiety. They get their performance. They're subpar. And like they like we don't even like to see bands here. Did that happen to you? Embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, Wait, you did you get stone? You got stones. You so, got two stones. Yeah. I can't. Did you get up on stage? And yeah, and couldn't function. Yeah, and had an hour long, you know, like headlining Nick Thune at, at Boom City Comedy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is like their second city of, and a lot of people from Second City actually go there and do like a year 
residency. It's like an improv theater. Oh, okay. They do stand up. It was. Can you? Uh, people were visibly disappointed. Really? <laughs> oh man! But, or it, maybe that was just me being super stoked. I was yeah. excited to see Nick Thune. Yeah, well, you know, he maybe it was all the hype. <laughs> <laughs> One guy comes up to me afterwards and goes, "Hey, man, I've heard like all of that before," and I was like, "Well, then stop." Listening to podcasts and <laughs> yeah. listening to me. Yeah. But I was now, stoned. I was doing the old shit. Do you normally perform stoned or was it? No. Do you no. just decided to try it out there? I like there? to be very in control of my mind and body when I perform. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Do you? I do. Okay. I used to feel differently. Yeah. I had a very big anxiety moment on stage stoned once at the improv. Okay. Here in LA? Yeah. Yeah. I almost How fainted. long ago? Like where were you uh, in your career? It was like three years ago. Okay. And I was going to do five minutes and they come up and they go, hey, listen, so-and-so's not showing up. Can you do a half hour at the end? Right. And I was like, oh, sure. So I ran out to my car because I wasn't going to use a guitar. And I was like, I need it if I'm going to do that long right. back then. And on my way out, Doug Benson and Craig Robinson <laughs> had just lit up a joint. Okay. And I mean, if you could pick one person in the world to know that he's got the strongest weed, it's probably Doug Benson. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it happened to Lemmy, too. Same thing with Doug Benson. Yeah. So performing. I smoke. Don't, don't even think about it. Just take two hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one and three quarters hits too much. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And get my guitar, go in there, get on stage. 15 minutes in, I'm having a great set. Anxiety sets in. Oh, my God. Uh, sweating. What triggered the anxiety? Was it like, uh, did, did it you forget something? The weed. Okay. <laughs> the weed okay. triggered it. But did you get tri- like, did you I was forget something good. sort of thinking, thinking too much? I or? just, my body just wasn't handling it well. Okay. It was like, have you ever had the kind of weed that is um, an upper in such a way that it is like drinking a ton of caffeine at the same time of smoking pot? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like, they just, call it like green crack or whatever that type of weed yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, you're humming. Yeah. Oh, and I got off stage and threw up immediately yeah. and was like having heart and they were like all worried about me. And I was like, don't call the ambulance. I smoked weed. I smoked the wrong weed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually one time fainted at the Oinkster, which is in uh, uh, Eagle Rock. Yeah. I fainted in the, in, after I ordered the sandwich, I started to not feel right. And then I woke up to firefighters above me because the fire department's right next door. Holy shit. But I had just gotten fired from a job. It was kind of traumatizing. And decided to take mushrooms and Vicodin and go to a Dodgers game in the middle of the day. Okay. And then alone with a friend <laughs> and then go eat barbecue afterwards. And it was just too much. And you just, you just passed out. And they're like, you, you need to come to the hospital. I was like, no, I'm fine. Just <laughs> sneak water and a burger. It's weird though. Hearing about it is making me anxious. Like I'm starting to have like little flashes. But those are my, those days are Doug gone. Benson moments. <clears throat> those days are gone, you know? Well, yeah, no. Well, that's I had t- I had two. I had the first time I got stoned on stage was when we were in Florida. I think we were at f- in Fort Lauderdale, uh-huh. and my wife, my n- at the Hollywood Improv. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The mall. Right? Yeah, yeah, and the and the reservation or whatever. Yeah. like an Indian reservation yeah. or something. And this was a Broken Lizard show. Yeah, and uh, my wife, then my girlfriend's uh, parents, uh, showed up at the show, and like, I had met them a time or two, but like I was stoned, and I got oh. out there and was like my fucking in-laws are out here i'm gonna be extra dirty and then like that's what you said that was what i said and people were like woo and then as i started my set i was like that's a stupid thing to say (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and like five minutes into it i just fucking i froze i could not think of anything i couldn't i I couldn't bullshit my way out of the silence i couldn't do anything would you drop the mic No, I just like sweat through. Like I and this wasn't in the middle of a sketch. This was the beginning of your stand-up. This is beginning of a set. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the other time was Doug Benson on his podcast. I got stoned with him before the movies in the the Douglas movies. Douglas movies, right? And and was just you know the people are on top of you in the fucking thing, and I couldn't remember. I couldn't keep a train of thought. I was so stoned. Right. It might because it might be the worst Douglas movie because what happened was it was the two of us, (laughs) and then some other guy, the guy who was uh, the voice of Bender. Okay, uh, who didn't show up. John Benjamin, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't, he didn't, couldn't make it in time, and so 
I was late. He smoked with Doug, and he was not talking. <laughs> and Doug kind of wasn't talking. So it was just me. Yeah, Doug was, was in just a weird me. mood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, weed will do that to you. <laughs> It'll yeah. put you in a real weird mood. <laughs> yeah. If and that's even what they call it, just being stoned out of your mind. Yeah. Well, then I tried to drink my way through it. Like I, I, oh, had, yeah. I bought a six pack, and then there was somebody who had like a, like a twenty ounce can of beer or something. I was just yeah. drinking Budweiser on the stage, and yeah. then I was like, "It's so like I'm such a poser just sitting out here drinking for this podcast." And then I was like, <laughs> my brain had melted inside my skull. So there's yeah. the only. I don't think I'll ever do. But so it you never, you never, not anymore. I don't, don't do weed before shows anymore. Yeah. no, I've actually slowed down a lot. I used weed. to not drink before shows either. I'll have a beer. I, I, yeah. I give myself a beer a show, whether it's when I am on stage or before. Yeah, I'll have one on stage now. But there was a time where I back when we. Did, I don't like it in a bottle. I want it in a glass. You know, why? class it up a little bit. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, here's what happened. Not when promoting we, brands. Pinky out. We pinky stopped out. doing that because because uh, when you put it in a glass, then the audience starts. Uh, chanting for us to chug it. Oh yeah, my, so my, you keep my a bottle. Like is chanting at me to <laughs> tell us what the ingredients are. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, the uh... is that a light beer or a hoppy beer? Like, shut up, you're a hipster. Come on, <laughs> come on. I'm playing. The you you never drank during stand up comedy at the beginning, or are you talking about sketch comedy? Uh, no stand up. Yeah, because I never did for sketch comedy. Like, I never had a like. I made it a point not to drink. Yeah. But stand up, I enjoy. especially if you're the only one out of the group. But I remember when I did my first show with you guys. I think it was Jay's birthday, and we were in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. and there was some orange vodka backstage. And yeah, that was uh, that was a fun night. Well, Jay likes to get tanked. Pretty sure I rode off into the sunset on yeah. that night. Yeah. Well, we had a fun. We had a fun, Do you remember we were talking about that yeah. Rhode Island trip? I mean, Kevin, it was it was the the two of us, and then yeah. Jay, Shander Sekar, and Eric Stolhansky. Yeah. And uh, it was a college show, right? It was a college show, and I opened for you guys. Yeah, but it didn't feel like like you were an opener. It was like, no, but it was fun. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you did. Before. People were there to see you guys. <laughs> he did more time than you guys did. He, well, he. <laughs> yeah, you weren't even there. <laughs> I oh, know. Shoot, I know. I was. Uh, uh, I was on vacation. I think with my family. That was almost I no I was deal. In Florida, for me, you know, because if I wasn't there, yeah, yeah. Shit. But do you remember uh, the hotel afterwards? Yeah, and the woman. Yes. <laughs> okay. So and her, I, and her husband. Yeah. Okay, so th- just I, I I told Kevin I wasn't going to tell him about this until the air, but basically, and I'm trying to remember, like she, she, he was insecure about us. Well, she came up to us. Yeah, and, and she had not been at your show, or no, 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 no she okay. hadn't been there. It was a really nice hotel. Okay, really nice hotel, mm-hmm. like on the water, ritzy. And this is like Newport, or is this Providence? Uh, Newport. Yeah, and uh, one of my favorite cities. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. And uh, you know, we we got back to the hotel, like you know, yeah. Oh, we hadn't smoked pot yet. No. <laughs> and uh, But we like, you know, we changed and showered and everything. And, uh-huh. you know, we were having a drink at the hotel bar waiting for the taxi. Okay. To take us to whatever the downtown okay. area was. After the show. to be about a block away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the show. Uh-huh. Okay. And there was like a, there was a family there. It was like a mom. Okay. And her like. Give me some ages. What do you, what, what? The mom was a hot 40. Okay. Yeah. Her, mm-hmm. her okay. daughter was a really cute 21. Okay. She had two daughters too, right? One was the waitress. One of them, yeah. One okay. was the waitress, and one was just there. Okay. Uh-huh. And then the, the husband was there. Okay. The mom and the daughter. This is four years ago, maybe five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Came up to us, and uh, we're you know we're just sitting there. Came up and just started chatting us up. Okay. Great conversation, I'm sure. And the uh, there was nothing lascivious on our part either. Right. But, and this is the mom, not the daughter. The mom. Well, the daughter is no. The, the two of them came. Both up. of them came up. Okay, got it. But the mom was like very frisky and flirtatious, okay. oh, yeah. and and Nick and I, 
again, in a non-lascivious way. It's just like when you're really enjoying a conversation right. with somebody. Like we're giving it to the mom. We're like, God damn, aren't yeah. you a, a, a delightful, a sassy God, woman? Not only do you look good, but you smell even better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And then her husband like got pretty pissed off about it. Okay, because he's like, you guys things were flirting, or at, things weren't good at home. Yeah, and then oh, she, no, but she laid it on us. Yeah, she was like. He walked away. We're like, what? Like, what is his? Uh, what's your husband's deal? Yeah, that's where we were in the relate. Like, we were so cocky with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, well, that's like no man is treating you that way, kind of a. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, we were like, God, if we were your husbands, yeah. we would <laughs> forget about it. But then she was like, well, you know, that's what uh, that's what you get when you uh, have an affair with your secretary. And like, <laughs> yeah, he cheated on her. Yeah. Okay. And now okay. Like she does, she's not. She doesn't have a male okay. secretary. Or she's not. All right, right, right. Her. Yeah. And so she popped that one out on us. Okay. And then it was. And then we were kind of off to the races with her. We we're like, oh, we're gonna fucking just hit yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah. And, I can't believe anybody would ever do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's God. not you. I hope you know it's not because of you. It's him, and it's his own problem. Yeah. He's right. insecure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and, really con- comforting her. And then I think didn't we invite her out to get stoned? Like we were like, you should come yeah. out with us to get stoned. Uh. Did she come? There was more problems with them, but it continued when we got back. So what, you, you left and you came back and they were still there? Yeah, do you not remember that part? No. <laughs> when we got back, we went to a place, uh, and I remember learning a lesson from you guys that night, because people, the second we walk into this bar, people are just giving us shots, right? Yeah. So we left and got stoned alone without them. We come, uh, and I'm like taking these shots, and I'm like, holy shit, how do you guys live like this? And I think you actually said, oh, I don't. No. I throw these over my shoulder. That's Chandra Chandra Sekar. Sekar. Oh, Jay, yeah, yeah. I throw them over my shoulder, which has got me in trouble in the future from that point, actually. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. He's gotten in trouble, too, from that. <laughs> and, um, so I start with throwing. And I actually found a dirty diaper out on the street. Yeah. And brought the dirty diaper into the bar. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we were, was I chaining dirty diaper? Or- <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, but what, what it was was you you convinced some – you were like, hey, I, I, got a, I went and got some burritos. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you handed us the burrito. We were like, oh, fuck yeah, let's have that. You gotta, I, I, uh-huh. And it was like, wait, this isn't a fucking burrito. <laughs> and, and, and like, oh, shit in the diaper that you found outside. But I actually – I found that written down someplace. Like, what a great – it might even be in this legal pad right here. Like, what a great uh, prank to play on somebody. Like, tell if they're really fucked up, tell them a dirty right. diaper is a... Which he did. Which yeah. he did yeah. that prank. Yeah. And then, so we got back to the hotel, and the girl, the daughter that I think worked there... Yeah. ...was off work. Okay. And now we're talking to her. Problem is, is I wasn't staying at that nice hotel. I was staying at another hotel that was about five minutes on the regular road okay but we, why you know, why why were you not because they just didn't put me up there i guess okay. they, they, these guys had a deal phil i think got you guys a deal there and i, okay. I met that was the first time i met phil yeah um so anyway i need a ride back to that place and cabs are not happening at that right point in this small in rhode island city right. yeah. and this girl's like oh i'll give you a ride the and daughter like, or the mother the daughter the, okay the, the, the bartender and i was like oh okay now, here's what happens is we get in the car and I remember like, I don't know who remember who was just like, bye, man. Don't know what. Don't do this. You don't have to do this. And I'm like, no, she's fine. She's driving me home. <laughs> we get to the top of the uh, hotel parking lot and a left turn will take you to the road that takes le- five or less minutes to get to my hotel. Yeah. A right turn takes you around a point that is a 35 minute drive where the Kennedys <laughs> used to have a mansion. And it goes around the point that ends up right where my hotel is. It's almost like the longest way you could go to the same exact location. That- yeah. And we get to the top, and she goes, what do you think? Take you back? 
or go for a fucking ride. And then she just cranks the music and goes right. And now we're just driving along this windy point of Rhode Island. She's definitely not sober. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So finally, I'm like, hey, do you mind pulling over? I got to pee. I had to pee really bad. So we pull into this lot. And I get out of the car and pee. And then I come back. She goes, oh, I've got to pee, too. And she gets out and pees behind the car. Okay. And she comes back. And she goes, so you want to fuck? <laughs> and I go, um, <laughs> I'm married. And she goes, well, yeah, obviously, we're in a wedding ring, but do you want to fuck? And I'm like, ah, no, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Please take me home. That and was her whole like thing, 15 man. minutes into a 40-minute drive. Right. So then it was just you know, 25 minutes of like, have you heard this Ryan Adams song? <laughs> <laughs> was she shocked that you turned her down or what? Ah, she was drunk. I don't think. I think she seemed pretty like. Um, was she good looking? She was pretty confident. Yeah, but she was rich and like troubled. Okay. And her mom, obviously, her dad's cheating on her mom. I mean, I know yeah. so much backstory. About yeah, yeah, her yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember now, you, you and Jay left together. Yeah. Like I, I didn't go back to the hotel no. with you. Yeah, we came back. Yeah, and then um, the next morning, Jay and I drove together to the hotel and got super stoned and almost got lost not make or to the airport. Yeah. That was a, just a great trip all around. Yeah. No, and he and he told me a version of that story. That was like, yeah, there was some chick. He didn't make the connection. Yeah. He was like, there's some chick just ask Thune to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you married into that family. I mean, that'd be fucking sweet. I mean, I would have had to get a divorce first. I guess was, so. That's something I'm not necessarily against. Yeah, but I'm know? saying like, you know, those <laughs> moms, crazy. My wife would know? probably be before that too, just to, you know. Honey, I'm going to get divorced. i got to get into this family. Yeah, I'll give you a cut of whatever I get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's for the kids. Uh, uh, how was that gig? Was it, was it, I mean, how was it? It's uh, a fun college gig. A lot of kids. We had yeah. free pizza. Yeah, it was fine. I feel like um, wasn't there something where like uh, everyone was supposed to do a certain amount of time and like oh yeah, people didn't cut do it short a lot of time. and yeah, so cut it short and Jay. Oh, you know what? Like Jay. Yeah, I did like forty five minutes to an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Thune picked up the slack. I picked up the slack from our end. Okay, because, yeah. and I remember this now. What happened was, and Jay, I, I believe, will be the first person to admit it. Uh-huh. Jay had a panic attack. He was drinking a lot. Okay, he, he was pounding. Orange he, vodka. Yeah, and he got out there on stage. Petal orange. And uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> and the stu- there was a concern with the students about how much we were drinking and taking it on stage. Well, because you usually exactly at those right. college gigs, they don't even give you. They, they don't even that. let you have yeah. the alcohol. Phil was taking care of that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Way to go, Catone. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Catone. But yeah, Jay walked out there fucking shit faced. Okay, God. and he started blasting through his set. Yeah, and you know it's like if you do stand up comedy, you you know this. The college crowds aren't as rowdy and loud generally as club or theater crowds probably because they're not drinking yeah um there's also a thing i have about college students and i love going to i love playing colleges they're good audiences but sometimes they're smart but they're not like worldly smart in the sense of feeling okay about uh making a statement within laughter that they support or like something around their friends yeah yeah that's a good point they hold back they're a little held back until they're out in the real world and they're finally like oh these are my tastes and i like to celebrate them and i don't care if other people yeah, it's a little bit of a crowd mentality, but also like what we found out is the shows are free for them. You know, yes, that's why. I, Which is another thing, like when you're not slapping your own money down. Bucks. Yeah, five bucks is such a reasonable like amount, or even a dollar. Yeah, then they then they paid for the show. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. we've had like swarms of kids just get up and walk out because who gives a shit, right? Yeah. yeah. What I, do they care? I had thousands of people walk out on me. <laughs> right, that was that <laughs> that, that gig we. Uh, we did a gig one time in uh, Central Florida. It was, it was University of Central Florida or Southern Florida. It was, USF it was in Tampa. Or UCF, one of those two. One of those in Tampa, and it was uh, kind of similar to what you guys did in Rhode Island. It's like there are two people on the bill, mm-hmm. and uh, it was us and Kevin Hart. 
Oh. And this is big crowd. Big crowd. So it's in the basketball arena. It's like a it's like a five or six thousand seat arena. And we got in there and we're like, holy shit, look at this place. And it was full, you know? And mm-hmm. we're like, this is fucking great. And so Kevin Hart Meaning went Kevin first. Kevin Hart's getting paid for that gig. Uh, probably way more than us. <laughs> but this is also right before, like yeah. right before, this is like five, six years, right before he's like, you know, mm-hmm. blowing it away. So anyway, so uh, uh, he goes first. Right for some reason, and so he does like forty minutes or forty five minutes, and killing it, and the crowd's loving it. And then he finishes his set, and then we're supposed to go up. And when he finishes his set, I'd say of the five thousand people, probably like three thousand people just stood up and started walking out. Oof. And uh, we got up on stage, and we're the like, mistake was him going first. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, and and well, well maybe not because maybe we, we would have yeah. fucking bombed. No, that but audience. they had also been doing a fr- like a freshman orientation. For a couple hours before that, it was right at the beginning. Same of the audience, year. same audience. Oh, God. so it was like they stay. They were just they'd been there for like, and there was a pep rally for something. They'd yeah. been there for a few hours, yeah, before the show started. But also, they were there to see Kevin Hart, yeah. And just the sound of three thousand people walking out of an arena is deafening. Like yeah. not even if they were silent, the sound of their feet was deafening. It's almost like say, hey, let's take five minutes, let people figure out who's staying, who's going. Yeah, and, uh, but it wasn't we'll the back. case. And the fact was, Lemmy was the first guy up. Yeah. And oh, he was doing his set as people were, f- and we were in the back room. We we're talking to Kevin Hart. We we're in the green room, whatever. And eventually, we were like, "Fuck, we gotta go watch this." And we would, went out there and just watched an exit. Well, uh, now the problem was also they were bottlenecked at the exits, <laughs> so it was like <laughs> they were fucking just sitting around, standing, like dying to get oh. out of there. And I looked over at Catone, our tour manager, and he just shrugged at me. He was like, "You know, what I are you actually, do? I embraced it. It was like it's the only time in my life I've ever experienced the rush." Of mm-hmm. having thousands of people walk out on me while I'm speaking, I thought I'm just gonna fucking deal with this. Have you had people booing you? Uh, no, no, no one's ever booed. Do you? Have you? Oh yeah, I have a, a horrific experience. I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear the it. Onion, the Onion, the satirical yep. news. Sure. Uh, yeah. They had like a two-year anniversary of having their offices in San Francisco. Oh okay. And I got booked off based off the dude was at Aspen that when I did the Aspen Comedy Festival, and he booked me to do the anniversary show in San Francisco, which was me co-headlining with this band called Deerhoof. Okay, Deerhoof. Yeah, Deerhoof. They're like an art punk band. Okay, had you heard of them or no? No. Okay. No, I'd, I'd heard of them. I'd never heard their music. Okay. I, mean, I knew what they were though. I knew yeah. like, and it's not my thing. Okay. So I how get, long ago is this? Wait, 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 are we? Can we date uh, ourselves? Yeah, yeah. We are looking at um, well, I guess eight years. Okay, because when the Aspen Comedy Fest. That was 2006. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, about eight years. Yeah. Was that the last? One of the last. God, I, I, love that. One more. I love that Aspen Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. All right, go. go. Amazing fest. So, anyways, I uh, am going up before Deer if I'm supposed to do a half hour. And what they've done is rented out this, like, meat pack, like, this weird venue that's, like, a warehouse. It yeah, has yeah. a bar and okay. a stage. People are there to see Deerhoof. And <laughs> not Dick They Moon. had hired, bo- er, like, kind of overweight burlesque dancers uh-huh. as a joke. To be the wait staff, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. and they were all wearing like next to nothing. Kind of gross, or yes, okay. in some situations, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like piercings, dreadlocks, like the kind sure. of stuff that's not necessarily my style. Sure, um, and they're kind of horrible at their job. They're not really waitresses. I think sure. they like hired them off Craigslist as a joke or something. So <laughs> novelty act. I'm go- I go on, and within a minute, people are yelling, "Get the fuck off stage! Get the tear hook! Get fuck you!" And it's just a rough. Rough how long? How many do you have to do? How, how long? Thirty do you have to minutes. Do? You have to thirty minutes. In so that. I'm just pacing Holy now, shit. and like I'm interviewing a guy. Like, well, sir, when you first said, "Get the fuck off stage," what what what, what was behind that? <laughs> and he just go like, "Fuck you, deer hoof." Remember, like, okay. 
Understood. Uh, and then finally, I look across the stage. This is maybe five to seven minutes, ten minutes in. But it's the end. Yeah. A girl starts walking across the stage. I mean, one of the waitresses. And she's doing this, like, oh, no, you didn't thing with her fingers. Mm-hmm. At Just you. Like, yeah, but walking at the same time in a yeah. very kind of, like, stripper, like, fashion <laughs> kind of runway walk with the oh, no, you didn't thing. Right. And I'm mesmerized. Like, what the hell is happening now? Right. She gets up to me. And right as she's in front of me, uh, two feet from me, from behind somebody – What's that called? You like grab somebody's arms and you like pull them back, but like from behind. Oh, you know, chicken like, wing? Yeah, you like chicken. Like they, yeah, some guy, some, some, some one of the other dancers, chicken wings me from the back, and the girl in front of me drops down under her knees and starts to blow the microphone that is now being held <clears> at the crotch level. Whoa. Okay, okay. The crowd Whoa. starts to go nuts. Right. People are loving it. What they came to see, better, better than Deerhoof. Yeah, right. <laughs> as this is happening, the girl in front of me stands up after like 20 seconds of that. And I'm like, fighting. This girl behind me is beast, <laughs> burly. Can't get out of it. <laughs> the girl stands up in front of me, wraps her arms around my head and legs around my waist and is now hanging off my body like a chimpanzee. And the girl behind me lets go and starts to pull my pants down. So now I'm holding my pants up with the hand <laughs> oh, that has the shit. mic. She's trying to pull them down and I'm dangling with this girl on the front and the of crowd's me. going crazy. And then all of a sudden, the girl behind jumps on me and we just hit the ground and now there's t- six to ten of these dancers that are rushing the stage and <laughs> pig piling me the crowd is going nuts the DJ cues up everybody was kung fu fighting <laughs> not kidding you the mic Holy is long shit. gone the, when, he, when the girls started blowing it the mic was cut off Kung Fu Fighting is playing. I can just like feel bodies and trying to get out. I'm frantic. <laughs> <laughs> this girl, I, I hear this girl whisper in my ear, are you gay? <laughs> and I go, no. And then she just slaps me across the face. Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Fuck? So I get out. I get out. The music's playing. I hit the microphone, turn it on. And the, he turns on the mic and I go, thank you very much. I'm Carlos Mencia. And then I unplugged <laughs> the mic and threw it into the audience. And then walked off the back of the stage, walked out the back exit door, never collected a check, never spoke oh. to the guy that, that hired me, and stayed in my hotel that night and flew back to L.A. humiliated. Oh and it was before there was really an online... I mean, people were posting online reviews, but it wasn't... But there's, no, no one, there's no footage. No or, footage, uh, yeah. nothing. Like, no, like the, the Kramer thing hadn't happened yet. There was yeah. no, like crazy moment caught on camera in a yeah. crowd was it like those women what motivated was it like some something they did regularly their or titles they're like, burlesque dancers something's not going well let's just take over let's help like maybe let's help this guy out like so they you think the it was a help, a help thing but also like maybe they maybe it they were on the band like, them up. like this guy fucking sucks <laughs> right yeah let's <laughs> right. make an ass out of him yeah uh I, I, had, I had one buddy there that witnessed the whole thing and i, I remember like in the cab um and i was just like I mean, it wasn't that wasn't that bad, and he was just like, "Yeah." Oh it, my god, it's not. <laughs> it was bad. Man. It was really, you know. And I was just in shock. It's not your. I fault, was embarrassed. Though. I was in shock. Uh, it wasn't your fault. No, but, but that's that's funny though, because like I saw uh, David Cross open for the Strokes back mm-hmm. in like probably like two thousand two or something like that at the Apollo Theater in New York City, and it was like he obviously was on tour with them and was completely over it because he came out and was just like, "All right, look." I know you don't want to fucking see me up here, <laughs> but I'm going to do 45 minutes, and it's you and me for 45 minutes, right? So just shut the fuck up and let me do my thing, all right? And he's like, and I don't even give a fuck what you do. <laughs> and, and then it's like he, he told a joke, and it didn't go oh, well. God. And then somebody from the back was like, 44 minutes, and then like oh. the place went crazy. But they literally didn't listen to him. And that was before he was super famous, probably? No, he had done Mr. Show already. Like mm-hmm. he was, uh, But he hadn't, I don't think uh, Arrested Development had aired yet. He was yeah. somewhere in the middle. I mean, I knew who he was. I was, yeah, I was fucking people, listening. Yeah, people recognize him. Yeah, but like he just powered through it. 
Mm-hmm. And then with like five minutes, and, and he'd be like, all right, 30 minutes. And then like he'd keep going. And then with five minutes, like five more minutes. And finally he's like, all right, last minute, here we go. And like now the crowd is on his side. They're, they're cheering oh, him. Good. And at the end, he's like, that's my last joke. And they start going nuts. He's like, fuck you. And like toss the mic down and walks <laughs> off the stage. He like, he was just like, I hate you. Hate me. I hate you. <laughs> but he won. He won them. He did win them. But see, the that's audience. a that that's a tough audience. I opened for Mates Estate. This band. I don't know if you guys know yeah, who yeah. they are, but they're like a husband and wife, and it's like people are coming. They're supportive, and it was easy. Sure. And what, when Half you do out. that, are you playing your guitar? Though? I mean, is, I your, is then, your music yeah. now? I'm like, I'm stuff? actually not really doing that much anymore. But, yeah. Um, that was for sure a full guitar set. Yeah, I feel like though. Mm. I mean, it's weird because like we've cheated our way into the stand up world, and. uh because we haven't paid our dues like that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. We haven't done those kind of things. Well, I feel we, like because we could headline right away. Yeah. We were just able to headline. Yeah, yeah. we and cheated by making movies. An act off that. Yeah, that's you guys really cheated. I know. Yeah. Cheated hard. You did what everybody wants to do. Yeah, yeah. to get we, down we did to it where the easy way. We don't want to be anymore. But no, but you can tell you you can tell from our sta- uh, kind of viewpoint. It's like. We don't have the uh, the facilities to deal with uh, hecklers. We don't have that. Oh, we're not. It's not a trial by fire thing for us. We're I like, don't even don't have... deal with them anymore. No, I don't even respond. I really and sometimes if it's like easy, you know. But if if it goes unbrought up by you, the audience forgets about it in a moment. Yeah, you know, as long as you're putting on a good show, and then at that point, if all that was going to do is either hold you back or put you to a place that it's hard to then do your material. To come back at yeah. 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 Although I had in Jersey, I had a woman. She was just fucking wasted, and mm-hmm. she was just attacking. Like, just like she was, didn't agree with what I was saying. I was talking about something romantic, and she obviously had a, a different memory yeah, of it. Yeah, she wanted to hear about anal sex or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what I was saying to her. That's the thing I had. Which noticed. can be romantic, I think. It could be. Yeah. It could be the way the way that Kevin does it. It's definitely uh-huh. romantic. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. But I started to get angry at her. I just like I couldn't. I, I was not graceful about it to the point where I was like, all right, you know what? Forget it. Fuck it. I'm not going to do this bit. And now everybody's going to suffer for it. I'll just do the next one. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, oh. I don't no, that's a bummer. I've gone that path. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean to go. Do that. you realize what you're holding back from the audience that they right now could be having the best moment of their life and you are just your selfish fucking ugly face is yeah. ruining the whole thing. But they don't care. The one thing I will address now is, hey, ma'am, your face is so pretty, you know, because I can see it because you're texting right now. Um, <laughs> but the show's not about you. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, you, it's hard, for I think, to jump on the textures. Yeah. Then where do you stop? Well, I, I'll just say, just enjoy one thing for once. You know, yeah. like, just really just put everything else aside and get what you paid for. Yeah. Which yeah. is this show. But there's so many of the, like, people texting in the fucking audiences. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, you can't, like, you look out there and, like, half the people are just like... I have a friend that's in a band. His name's Father John Misty. Uh-huh. He's, like, really, you haven't heard his album, last album, it's really good. But he was just on tour doing, like, a solo acoustic tour. And before he played a new song, he actually had lowered through, like, the stage... Uh, thing uh, the outline of an out of an iphone that would just go around him like a perfect like he basically like he's centered in the middle of an iphone <laughs> and he says i know this is how you guys like to watch most things anyway because everyone's just standing there holding iphones watching right. and recording yeah that's hysterical and, and it's great it's like a great i think it's a great comment on people enjoying shows sure. now oh, they don't because yeah. you know like bonnie prince billy do you know who he is Nuh-uh. he's like he's in that kanye west music video with with uh, zach galifianakis okay, yeah. from forever ago the guy with the weird looking guy with the beard but he's got this music career he's very alt and indie but somebody he was playing in the like the scene that where the forty watt is in Athens, Georgia. He was playing like where REM came yeah, up. Yeah, like he yeah. came up around that same time and he was like he never made it like they did it. He made it in a different way, but a part of the super group that now has all moved into different ways. And somebody recorded a whole show and had a great recording and he just said when asked if they could put it out, 
that that show is for that moment and that audience and it's never for anyone else. Yeah. Which I think is such a unique way to look at mm-hmm. live performance. It's an art. Yeah. yeah. And some people take it that far. Yeah. But really just put your iPhone down and watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, but, yeah. I mean, that's, I do have a problem with that just from a, just from a philosophical and also a, like a sensual uh, standpoint. It's just like, why do you, the thing's happening in front of you. Yeah. Just watch it. You know, it's like, why are you looking at it through the thing here so you can have it forever? But, but they're also like really texting know. their, hey, I'm at the show and it's funny yeah. and you're like. Or like, how, what are we going to do after? <clears throat> but like Chris Walk's, ro- Chris Walk. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris Rock. Chris Rock said that uh, he can't even do new material anymore because it gets online before he can even get yeah. it good. Yeah. You know, and then it's hard to do anymore. Yeah. yeah. Especially for someone like him who people are going to watch it. That's interesting. Whereas like me, it'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you're affecting maybe six people. Yeah. Oh, Foon's got new material. Huh. <laughs> I'll get to it. My dad's aware and. Yeah. My cousins. Um, is it too? <laughs> have we gone way past the point where we introduced them? Oh fuck! We forgot to introduce. We didn't you. chew. Oh, we didn't introduce you and chew. Um, here's a question, you guys. This is a real life moment that's yeah. going to happen. I'm supposed to text my wife when I'm done. What do you think? Oh, oh when you're going to be just done? Just like an estimate because she wants to meet me for lunch. Whenever you want to. Whenever you want to go. When you're done with us, like three yeah. thirty. Do you think? Sure, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. How's that? I mean, in theory, we've already done enough time for a good podcast. <laughs> I've enjoyed it, but yeah. we got it. We we didn't even introduce him. Though. Okay, everybody. I got things on the list. Yeah, we're like forty minutes through. No, I got no, things to yeah. talk to. We've Thune never, about. we've never forgotten. Oh, yeah, I've like got, this. I've got yeah. something I'm obligated to promote to Arby's.com. Oh okay. really? Yeah. What is that? This is my own personal website. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. They get food on that. Can you buy food on that? Arby's.com. Uh, no, it's actually just a showcase. It showcases our food. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Okay, I like the uh, I like the market fresh uh, roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got a new brisket. We actually do the brisket for about thirty hours. We, cook, we, we thirty hours. We smoke it. it for thirty hours. So I much s- for fast food, huh? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay. This moment it. was brought to you by Arby's. <laughs> you still wow, got perfect. It. That's perfect. Wait now, uh, do you own an Arby's? No, but it's a kind of a dream. You know what? I was uh, somebody was just telling a story about dating a girl or no, a, a dude whose dad owned a. a a bunch of McDonald's franchises and just how much money you can make off those oh, things. Oh, yeah. I one time took out the drive through sign at an Arby's because I was driving a, my DJ company's truck. I used to do wedding DJ, like DJ weddings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we had I had like a big U-Haul and I went after through the show through an Arby's and crashed their whole uh, <laughs> drive through window. On purpose? No, no. I just yeah, wasn't good at driving no. that huge truck. Okay. Yeah. Um, you had too much truck. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be taken through the drive through It wasn't what my was your DJ Volkswagen name? Jetta. Uh, I would go by DJ Duct Tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because like we, I, I, I didn't like DJ. I, I like had mini discs with like Motown hits from the, you know, yeah. And then I would play like Shout, okay, um, and, and, <laughs> and teach songs. But I one time fi- fixed a mini disc player um, in an amp with duct tape, and so that's why I was DJ Duct. Oh, oh, they should call you DJ Duct Tape. Yeah, you man. You with the duct tape? Yo, man. I thought about that twenty minutes ago. It was my idea. <laughs> Who? Which shout did you play? Did you play Beatles shout? Uh, the Otis Day and the Nights. Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, uh, make me want to shout. Hit my heads up and shout. shout. Yeah, because you want to know that was I called that the diarrhea song because it was a five minute song and usually I would be DJing alone and and if I had to have diarrhea like a, like kind of like a, something came up on me. <laughs> yeah, you, you play shout you and you hit the bathroom. And I remember one time I was doing this Filipino and Spanish wedding. Both families from that never met. They both came from those countries, like these couple, just whatever. And none of them could speak with each other. It's the weirdest. And I had massive diarrhea. And I remember <laughs> sitting in the bathroom, diarrhea. sitting <laughs> in the bathroom, and I could hear the music playing and shout, which is about. I remember it was like five thirty-two. Yeah. Ends, 
and there's like and, and on silence. a media disc they can't just like go together so there's silence and then we are family by sister sledge picks up which had already played earlier which is only like a three minute song and i was like oh thank god but now that's kind of you know ruining my integrity a little bit replaying yeah we are family which that that's usually the first song you play on the dance for like hey look filipino yeah spanish sure. we're family get them together now. get yeah. it yeah yeah well that's the word about you they're like oh yeah uh, how was the dj at the wedding oh man fucking love sister sledge oh, oh dj duct tape. <laughs> DJ duct tape will play sister sledge like three yeah. four times yeah night. real pale kind of sweaty at times yeah <laughs> yeah but we are family yeah he uh-huh. likes to drag his farts uh chris walk that they should Chris Walk. There should be a Chinese comedian. <laughs> that would be so great. Who's like a trash talking skinny uh, guy called well, Chris Walk. Or just maybe that's a real great opportunity for Chris to open up a chain of Chinese restaurants. <laughs> oh, that'd be good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just saw Chris Chris Walk on the documentary. Chris Walk or Chris Rock? Chris Rock uh, on okay. the uh, Iceberg Slim. Have you ever seen the Iceberg Slim no. documentary? No. He's a pimp from the like 60s and 70s who wound up retiring as a pimp and becoming a great writer and like had two books turned into movies and chris okay. uh, knew about knew him yeah he so was, he was like interviewed as, uh, so it wasn't like he was a movie playing that dude well it's like they interviewed him they interviewed yeah yeah they interviewed like snoop huh. dogg and uh, also um uh dukes donald bill sterling duke. bill duke yeah <laughs> oh, donald sterling holy shit what a fucking pick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they did a lot of donald sterling interviews on it and yeah. what, how, the girl who's going out with uh, Donald Sterling. I, yeah. Like, what's her... I mean, she's a complete gold digger. Things seem... Probably. Yeah, odd. Because that dude is fucking hideous. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. And she's like... But she's know. being sued, right? Isn't that part of the thing? No. That's why she ta- That's why she was taping. No. Something. There's some sort of lawsuit yeah. going on that she Somebody has. else, I thought, is suing... Is being sued. Another person's family is being sued. Oh, I thought she was being sued for embezzling money from him. No, no, I don't no. think... I don't know. I didn't heard that. Okay. No, no, Do- this is Donald Sterling. I think, I think he's situation. suing her for hanging out with black people. Okay, yeah. that probably makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and for being black. Mm-hmm. No, Donald Sterling's family is suing this other woman for one point eight million dollars. Oh, okay, for some sort of extortion thing, and she said she was going to get him. Right, allegedly. Right, this is how she did it. Yeah, this is coming from the camp. But more stuff has come out in the last couple of days, like yeah. uh, uh, some more rants. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Right, what are you going to do? Uh, they checked his Netflix feed. And I guess he was a huge Super Troopers fan. Oh, he was? Oh, yeah. is that right? Mm-hmm. I, I thought he was a big uh, <laughs> Nick Thune fan. Yeah. yeah, I, Folk hero. I think that it was in his queue. He hadn't gotten to it yet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who knows if he ever will. At the Bell House. That was your... Mm-hmm. Plug that. Why don't you plug oh, that? Oh, yeah. My, folk, my Netflix special, Folk Hero, mm-hmm. yeah. um, was, is on Netflix and iTunes. We yeah. got a special edition vinyl coming out. You oh, can oh, pre-order cool. on my website. Nice. Cool. I want to order it's that. It's a cool artwork piece. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean if, you have, if you listen to stuff on vinyl, it's going to be... I love stand-up on vinyl. That's why I wanted to do it. I, That's awesome. I have, like, all of old Mar- Martin Mole records and Steve Martin and... Eddie It's Murphy. nice. And, yeah. and I like to get my friends in vinyl, too, because some people do it. Like, Bronger did it. I got his. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to listen to it that way. It's more of like a kind of, I don't know. It's, it's kind just, of throwbacky. And yeah. That's that the sounds, way I listen to those albums. I love you know? listening to Talking Over Vinyl. It sounds yeah, so cool. Yeah, like Bill Cosby and uh, yeah. albums and Steve Martin albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Used to listen to. Cheech and Chong. Um, but you did it, because uh, uh, we were at the Bell House either right before he shot or right after before, he shot, right? Because right yeah. they said, oh, Boone's coming in to shoot his yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, I love that. Uh, that that's a cool place. It's a great place. Yeah. Had you been there before? Is that why you picked it? Or was it just kind of um, like a, I had never seen it, actually. Okay. My my agent. Well, we had the same like, agent, and he's he was high in that place. Kind yeah, of. and he well he was saying because at first you know I'm from Seattle, so I thought I should tape it there, and then yeah. he said don't do hometown. 
Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Yeah. This, little, is Berkowitz, uh, right? this, this is Berkowitz, right? This is Berkowitz, right? He has all those wisdoms. You know, I don't like my hometown around. anymore. I mean, I love yeah. my hometown, but performing there can be stressful because it's like my cousins are going to get sure. in. Sure. Know? And it just adds to the anxiety of the show. And so yeah. I actually never even feel like I have my best shows in Seattle because of all yeah. the stress surrounding it. Um, so then I was like, yeah, you're right. New York's always fun, and I like performing there. It's, you know, it's a great... I think there's a few cities that really love live comedy the most. Yeah. And they're ob- it's like Minneapolis. I mean, I've never had a bad show. It's just like people there... Yeah, I mean, whether I bombed or not, but it's always good crowds. Or yeah, yeah. Chicago, New York. Yeah, I mean, we, we've done. I mean, the problem is we've done bad shows in New York and good shows in New York, and, and, and like we did Caroline's, mm-hmm. which I didn't really enjoy at all. And yeah. I don't know if you've done Caroline's. I did or, a weekend. Me and Anthony Jeselnik double head, co-headline, yeah. but the problem is the week before was the Charlie Sheen roast to come out, so most of the audience were oh, like, "Oh, there for Jeselnik." Yeah, or? yeah, and and they were there to like hear people get shit on. I see, I see. <laughs> and okay. I was like, "Hey guys, here's some interesting thoughts." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, <clears throat> you know, the the it's a weird clientele. It's in a weird location, and and so we were, had kind of soured on it, and then we did the Bell House, and. uh we had a blast there. That's more like a comedy-friendly crowd. You know, yeah. there's more. It's out in Brooklyn. People would go there to listen to podcasts. Yeah, like, you know, there's just a lot of. They cool do NPR there. stuff there mm-hmm. and whatever. And so you, you sight unseen, you picked that place to do your yeah. special. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty good. And then when okay. I got there, you know, and I'd seen, I saw, started seeing pictures of me inside, and there's like a buffalo hanging over the stage, and that that made it into my show. Like I love the feel of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was and good. A big chandelier or something like that. Yeah, hanging. yeah. And, uh, and so it was it a Comedy Central special or was it Netflix? No, I shot who? it with this company, and Lance Bangs directed it. If you okay. know who Lance is, he he um, yeah. he does some other comedy specials, but you know he's a he's like a legitimate director from Portland who people like. You know, okay. I, res- kind I, of, I love his work. So. I'm kind of fascinated by that because we've shot one special and we're going to shoot another one next month. And uh, I was like, did he bring like some sort of like stylistic element to your special? Yeah, and also one? the production company that I worked with is used to putting out a lot of specials and they kind of have a way of doing it, which is great. Can you although, say with that company, what, what's the company? New Wave. Oh, New Wave. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they have, they, have, you know, they have a very specific way of doing it. They do a ton of people's specials. And yeah. I just, I liked having him there because... He also knew what I was looking for. And yeah. I, I wasn't looking to create a new look or try something new, but I wanted to – there were certain things that I liked about certain specials and thir- certain things I didn't like about, yeah. about other ones. And so I wanted to make sure that somebody was there fighting for me while I was on camera. Like what name – what are some of those things you want, you'd like? Too many crane shots. Like, did you have a crane? We did. Yeah. You know, for the opening shot, whatever. Yeah. And I was actually told over phones. I was like, I don't want – and they ended up being there. I don't know, some yeah. things happen that way where they just sneak stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so they wanted the crane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they and, always and, want they, crane. They, they, and for them, that's something—a way of selling it to give it to, a little, it to give it a little more production. Yeah, which in the end, I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, and that, it, that room great. was big enough. That so you they actually do that. changed the way that they shoot the crane. Those then Lance, the guy Lance actually had some thoughts on other ways to use the crane than okay. the standard like yeah. swooping in on you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just that and the look of it. I was very particular. The curtain that I wanted was a specific curtain that yeah. it was on the Fallon show when I did it when his show was just like three months old. Yeah. And they didn't even have that curtain anymore, but they still had it somewhere. Right. So you so, tracked it down? Yeah, tracked it down. That's got great. that stuff. And I got my friend's music up in the front of it. This guy, Richard Swift from, from Oregon. I got like a song of his as my intro. And How many shows did you shoot? Did you do multiple shows? Two shows and then yeah. added them together. And the funny thing is the first one was less attended, was sold out, but... The second one was standing room, like oversold. Nice. That's great. What, and what, the, night, what, night, what night of the week? Both nights. Same. Uh, this was on a Wednesday. Okay. And uh, maybe a Thursday. But yeah. The the thing about the second show is I was looser and the crowd yeah. was bigger, so I actually 
was getting bigger reactions, but not doing my jokes the way that I had written them. So oh. I was like alting, like, and I, I remember like thinking when I was done, oh, second show's it. And then yeah. we watched it, we're like, oh no, it's the first show because that's where I, the jokes that I specifically handcrafted yeah. were told as written, which is the best way to tell them. Right. You know, unless you're in the audience. Because sometimes you have that thing where it's like live, it works. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you watch and you're like, that's not the words that I want to be on a transcript. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, the words I want on the transcript is a specific thought out sentence and yeah. so were you in the editing room oh yeah kind of i would not rest yeah. i mean i'm obsessive yeah. about everything i make so i yeah i don't know about you guys like yeah when it comes, i know for your movies i'm sure you are but for yeah, stand-up yeah. they will do it without you yeah yeah, yeah. well because it was happening yeah. and i was like what do you guys and they're like yeah we're already editing and i was like no start from the beginning i'll be there now yeah yeah yeah. no <laughs> yeah. exactly no because we do it uh, uh we sh- did one for netflix like two years ago and we shot at the punchline in san francisco and because the point was we shooting. wanted to be small yeah you know like we did one at the L Ray with Broken Lizard, and we had the cranes and all that shit, and it got really big. And and uh, our thing is all about kind of like you know, drinking with the audience and talking with the audience, whatever. So we we decided to go very small. So we went to the Punchline San Francisco, which is cool because we did very guerrilla style. Yeah, and we did two cameras per show, and we shot four shows, so we had eight angles. And so uh, we kept it very small, and then we put it together and sold. It's it to hard Netflix. to do that with so many shows, right? Because yeah, like audience members and there's a little bit of audience, but then at some point you don't care. Like who yeah, cares if yeah. that person's not the same person? Well, and you're noticing it more than anyone else. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you know, there's that Chris Rock special where he cut four shows together all yeah. around the world, and he has a different outfit on each time. And at the point we watch that, and you're like, it doesn't really matter. And Reggie know? Watts did one that I thought was great, where he wore the same outfit, but it was three different venues, and I think the same night. Okay, and okay. it's so cool, and the way yeah. that it's edited is different because you know he's not doing the standard yeah. thing. But. Yeah, well, that's because we just decided let's do it. We'll cut the show, and, and our audience is very visible. But sometimes they're there, sometimes they're not. But do you, do you, how many cameras did you use in your in that special, at the Bell House? Uh, who knows? Was there a shitload? Yeah. Okay. Six, well, because the the fewer shows, the more six. cameras you want yeah, to use. Yeah. So you have more angles that way. Yeah, it's interesting though. I mean, I think it's you know it just depends on what really sort of the mood you're in. You know, like I mm-hmm. I like, and we sometimes differ on this a little bit. Like, yeah. I like I like the rawness. Of uh, I, I like to see if we can capture the mood of being in the room mm-hmm. for the live show. So it's like I don't necessarily want like the space between jokes edited out. If like there's something happens, then you go and like take a sip of your drink and then you know take a moment and come back in and, yeah. and keep going. I actually like that to stay. I know. Well, I notice all that stuff too, and I also don't want mine. Um... I watch like I, I can tell you certain moments of certain people's specials that are negative to me or positive. Yeah, and I will watch and like know specifically or even as far as the artwork. I, my graphic designer, who's one of my best friends, also like I had him build a fake Netflix page with my artwork as the stages went on it, as if it was already on Netflix. Right, right. And was competing with other artwork because you want like what stands out, what looks yeah, good, yeah. What colors work? How mm-hmm. big should the letters be? Like. There's certain people's specials you can't even read their name yeah. just on the Netflix artwork. Yeah, right. like, that's what you need to see. Yeah, I want right. people to see my name bright. Yeah, you know, and I and people were like, because um, that's the way you sell it now. Yeah, and this guy you know also I mean? just did a photo for a big person's album that just came out, and it's great, but they use a Canon 5D, which is just kind of the standard camera. Yeah. Whereas I put $16,000 down on my credit card insurance to rent this like digital medium format Hasselblad camera, which is like ridiculous. Yeah. But there's a huge difference in the quality and the yeah. way it pops on the screen comparably. Yeah, yeah. You know? especially in, in a, I mean, that, that Bell House has such depth to it. It's kind of, a, you can get a really it cool look at the cameras. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we shot, like when we did the punchline, you know, that was probably one of the mistakes that we made that 
we were just like, we just want a small room. Let's get up there and do it. And you've mm-hmm. probably been to the Punchline in San Francisco. They have that kind of fucked up mural on the back of the wall. It's very colorful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. So, uh, the whole like cityscape. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, but like it looks, it looks kind of weird. So you guys didn't change camera. that at all? No. We were just mm-hmm. let us roll with it. Mm-hmm. Make this like a, we're at a comedy yeah, club. Yeah. We're at a club and you're at the club with us and yeah. da da da. And it was fun. But, but it's, like, su- it's super clubby though when you, like when it you is. watch it. And like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're, trying to think about changing that now but we're going to shoot the we're going to shoot next month uh, another one at uh, in Denver at Comedy Works another yeah. very small room that has Different a great look, feel though. to it yeah the, I like the, the kind of brick background yeah it's like the brick, stone yeah. very background. small stage very low ceilings yeah and my first album was there oh you did right? now yeah. had, like okay so you were so, you, your new special is coming out on vinyl is that something yeah. that like new wave Paid for New or that's coming out of your pocket? That. That, well, because Comedy Central released the audio because I had actually signed a three-album deal with them So for my first album. So yeah. they like got a pat. They listened to it and they could say yes or no and then I could go somewhere else. But they picked up the option. So they're doing the vinyl. And that was something I just really forced over niceness and just <laughs> constant emails of like – you know, hey, I've got this whole promotion plan if we do this. Because I did like a big promotion sweep. I didn't hire a publicist like other people are doing, but I had like I got one billboard in Central Oregon. Yeah. And okay. Put it up with my artwork because I couldn't, they weren't going to give me a billboard anywhere. No one put a budget into me because I'm sure. not like a big name, you know. And so, why Central Oregon? Is that because where you're from? Or? I'm from Washington, but it was cheap. Okay. Okay. Cheap to get it. <laughs> okay. And so, like, it was on my Instagram, and there's, so you can, if you look it up online, there's like some articles about it. But like, I put it up and didn't say a word about it until one fan who was driving saw it and posted it on twitter like you, you if you actually look through his chain of twi- tweets that day it was like road tripping with my bro kev uh here and then he's like whoa at nick thune what the fuck and then it was a picture of the thing and it was perfect and i just retweeted it, and i said finally somebody saw my marketing strategy my marketing plan <laughs> right, right. one central billboard oregon. in central oregon <laughs> yeah and i got more press off doing one billboard in central oregon than i think somebody would if they did a billboard on like sunset you sure. know yeah because then people thought it was interesting yeah and then i hired two semi trucks or taking a load from LA to Montana. Uh-huh. That was the day that Netflix came out That's when hysterical. I did the billboard and then the two semi trucks that were doing a load of mattresses I did for the uh, audio release. And we just wrapped the truck you did he had the yeah, truck wrapped big or whatever on the side and in the back. How much does that cost? That was maybe <laughs> you 1800. That? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's and a how about great the billboard? How, how about the billboard? That was about 1200. Uh-huh. It's funny. What if will you get mad if you find out that we we have uh, booked the same billboard? No. <laughs> no, but people have watched it. I mean, I love the people coming up to me, you know, that have said like, "Hey, this is brilliant." You know, like it's really smart. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that smart. I think it was. I think I was economical. Um, no, but it's, but it's out great. of po- out of pocket. I mean, yeah. for me, if you're going to get press, it might as well be interesting. And you yeah. know, I actually had this other plan that I couldn't end up doing, which was to be the first stand-up comedian to ever sky do stand-up while skydiving. <laughs> and um, I was gonna, you know, but I had to do tandem, so there'd be a guy strapped to me, and then there'd be like six to eight other people that were also skydiving surrounding me. Yeah, and I. Basically, was going to have someone introduce me. My buddy Ben Kronberg was going to do like a 10-second introduction to warm up the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would get at least one joke out before it was time to pull the parachutes. And we like all separated. <laughs> and I was going to do like this thing like, like the Red Bull thing where it became like a press stunt. Like, you know, like Red Bull doing like the highest skydiver or whatever. Yeah. But uh, my wife wouldn't allow me to. And then it just turned really tough to actually get audio from skydiving. Sure. Which could have been funny. Yeah. Yeah. You should ADR it. You should ADR it later. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Keep it going for Ben. Yeah. That's, and good night. <laughs> it's fucking great, though. I mean, like that. at the very least, it would be a great DVD extra. And the guy, Lance, that did my thing, he used to shoot for Jackass. So he's oh, like, okay. he's the vegan that throws up, if you've seen that in the Jackass. Yeah, movies. yeah, yeah. He's the guy yeah, with okay. the visor and white hair. Yeah. 
He's like, yeah, we've had to do skydiving with Jackass guys. I know a camera crew. So we were like getting to do it. And I was kind of scared, though, to be honest, too. Yeah. Had you been skydiving before? Or? I backed out one. I didn't okay. back out. I went one time, and it was with five. I was the fifth wheel of these four people that were just going from my okay. apartment complex. I was like, I'll hop in and go. And then I said, I have to go first since I, it was only two at a time. So I said, I'll go first because I, anyway, I won't do it if I go last yeah. since I'm going alone. So we got suited up, training, got out to the, air, the field, and the pilot just gets out of the plane. He goes, yeah, guys, we've got to postpone to next weekend. The clouds aren't right. And I just said, that's it forever. Yeah. I'm not going to come back next weekend. I'm not doing this again. That's a sign <laughs> that you got bigger things ahead of you. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask a question. Uh, uh, so you, you put that special out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, I'm always interested by this too. Like, uh, now, have you scrapped all that material now? Or are you still doing that material? And, or are you I've got like 25 new- minutes of new stuff okay. that I'm now like opening my show and closing it with. Yeah. And then in the middle, I'm doing a chunk of... 10 to 15 to 20 minutes of old stuff. Of old stuff. And have you gone back to clubs that you've done that material? In? Yeah. And I'm choosing the kind of material that's different for... I mean, for first of all, it's all been better since the special. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Over time, you write better. Before the special came out, I was still doing a lot of it on the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were we shot it and we were like, God, what is this joke? Oh, yeah. man, oh, that joke, we shot it. Or it's just a little longer. Or it yeah. changes the tone of it. You know, whatever. Well, then I, I also start to get frustrated with myself because I'm like... Why am I insisting on coming up with new jokes for this bit that I'm trying to actually phase out? <laughs> yeah. Right. I know it gets frustrating, but then you also want to do well, and you know that sometimes to do well, you need to do that stuff. Yeah. Go to it. I mean, I just did a bit on Conan last week that was on the couch, so it wasn't like giving up stand-up. Yeah. And in the end, it was like six minutes. Yeah. But on stage, I can basically stretch it to 12 minutes. Right. Which is like almost a whole new joke because there's yeah. a different ending, you know. So hopefully that people will allow me to put that on my album in my next one. Yeah. <laughs> now you've done complaining. A, but do you and did you uh, in your mind now are you working towards another special? Like in your mind yeah. you're like okay, how and how how because long I realized it, how great it feels to come out with content. Yes. It yeah. feels so That's and you the great forget, thing. and when you start building something and get lost and like two, it has been 4 years since my last one. Yeah. 5 years maybe. Five, really? Okay. And I just really went had some ups and downs, got into a yeah. little bit of a drug period, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things went, you know. Um, and I feel like I came back around and fully pulled it together, but now it's like totally different. I, yeah. I want to do it whole different. How, how long do you think it'll be before you have a whole nother show that you can, shoot? I think it's at least another a year, year, year or two and a half? off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what, cause we, we talked to Berkowitz, they, our agent about it. And, uh, cause we were pushing to shoot this new show that we have. And, and like you just said, in our mind, it was like. Fuck, you wait for so long for deals to come together. It's just fun to have content out, so let's just shoot it. Let's go shoot mm-hmm. it. And so, um, uh, but for, in his mind, I think he thought it was too soon because it was like a year. Well, he was talking about the oversaturation thing, too. Yeah. But he, well, he said he made me do mine. I mean, he didn't make me. I was like, ah, I want to wait another year. He's like, do it now. And we did set up with Netflix or with New Wave, and New Wave yeah. made it really easy. You yeah. know, they really handled everything. And, and then I got in there and got my personal touch, but like having all that stuff around me was nice and comfortable to actually be able to do it. And, yeah. and I thought it was better to force myself, but I broke my arm in the process of what, of shooting that special, of preparing because I basically let from like January till May, I was on the road every weekend working yeah. on this new special, oh, okay. forming it okay. on net on the new on the one that's on Netflix. Yeah, broke my arm in Ybor City. I was doing the um, Tampa Improv. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, I broke yeah, my elbow and yeah. wrist. I yeah. tripped on a trolley track. I was carrying a pizza. Oh, <laughs> really, what happened on a okay. cobblestone road? Okay, and uh, had to postpone it for two months. Okay, which I almost was like the biggest, the best thing that happened to me because you were able to prepare. In for that last her. two months, it became the special. Like yeah. it wasn't quite the ordered right, and I wasn't. 
doing it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to cuz we we're going to shoot this last like November. Yeah. And we've actually just postponed it, you know, to to June now. But I've definitely added like fucking a bunch of new jokes that I really like. That's yeah. good. I mean, that's what, that's what happened. The more you do it. And that's and kind of like the picture, you know, like Yeah. What is it? What's the picture of this show? Yeah. And that and it, it it's so much better to have something that has like, you know, this one there's in that much of a through line, but it all has the same feel. Yeah. You know, and it's nice to have like a product that you name it, it, has it means thing. something. Yeah, right, exactly. it's a, yeah, it's not just like here's a hodgepodge of ten years of jokes. Right. You know? What will Which, you do differently than the next one you do? Like, what do you think? Like, what? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I nailed this one. Really, just the it, right? pro- not Fucking the stand-up side it. of it, but the the production side of it. You know. So you go the other way. You have to go raw. Yeah. Well, it has a raw feel, and that was what was great too with the with the with new wave. Is at first I was like, this isn't it. I I, I wanted to reshoot. I didn't even know what I wanted, and then I got into the coloring. Yeah, and then we got the color right. I was like, "Oh, this is it," because it right. didn't look like I wanted it to yeah, look, and that right. was part of it. That's so how, you sat in with the color timer. Part, I cared so much yeah, about the color, like the look of it. You know, no, that's it's great. great. You know, it's it's interesting. Like I remember also leading up to ours. Like I remember seeing a Lenny Bruce one. Mm-hmm. A Lenny Bruce special is black and white, and he's like smoking cigarettes. And that was one of the ones where I realized that, like, I mean, they actually tried to make that look like a, a film, like a real film. As it should. And it was really incredible. Like, I mean, it's like they had the spotlight behind the smoke. So, uh-huh. like, when he smoked it, it, just, it was so funny. And what was, like, his first line? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. But that's, like, stuff I think, like, that's important to me. The first words out of my mouth were important to me. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, as it comes to the album side of it, like, when somebody's sitting there, like, somebody tweeted the other day, listening to Full Carol is great while um, sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just doing random chores around the house, yeah. which is that's that's how I imagine people listening to it, just in sure, a home, you're doing stuff. Turn yeah. it on. I don't imagine them sitting on the couch, just like, what was that word? Right, you know, like right. yeah, right. like doing shit. And I like, but, but then when they tune in, it's a, it's a, you know, yeah. Because I remember watching somebody special that opens up with, "What's up, bitches?" <laughs> yeah, that was our special. And, and <laughs> yeah, like, I thought that was like, that's not my opening. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Like if you like listen to Steve Martin's or Martin Mole, there's like. Man, he Martin Mole has this opening to an album called Perfect. Yeah. And he was just like, doing bluegrass with a band. And so a lot of like the bluegrass songs, but then the banter between the songs is what really turned me on to just yeah. loving his cadence and him. But he comes out and he's wearing a tux and and it's not this is on, on, on LP that I listened to it, but the cover he looks like he's in this tux. So I just imagine he's got this big backing band and some gospel singers and and he goes right into a song and uh this first lyrics are don't put off till tomorrow and the girls go tomorrow and he goes what you can do today don't leave things half finished boom everything hits and then you hear him light a cigarette and go that's all we got on that one <laughs> and it's just like what a great fucking opening that's you know? great that's and great that and it, that's what matters to me are these pieces of like and and i, I that's yeah. what i take care of you know it's funny though it's like uh I, I, I like that approach anyway to just a, a live stand-up show. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when I'm thinking about it, I'll say exactly what I want to say with that first line. When I'm not thinking about it, I'll come out and maybe be a little mealy mouth and be like, oh, man, how's it going? Which I fucking mm-hmm. hate as a question to an audience. Mm-hmm. But, like, we did a thing at the uh, uh, Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, a, the Broken Lizard show, um, a few years ago where we had – the choreographer for Cirque du Soleil, who was a friend of ours, actually gets some dancers to come and he choreographed a special piece. And it was going to be our big opening thing with like <laughs> this fucking big, a big song and dance number with us, you know, like coming out one by one. Yeah. Beautiful some, dancers. And, and yeah. dance sounds stuff. sounds yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was fun. 
Unfortunately, we forgot to film it. Or we didn't forget to well, film it. Well, there was something a little shady about the it. The person yes. who was supposed to film it didn't. Right. And uh, so it doesn't exist anywhere. But, like, I actually felt that the audience was slightly befuddled. They were. They were confused at what the fuck was going on here. Yeah. I think I remember when you guys were there. It was, like, yeah. a big show, right? Like, a yeah. lot of industry and a lot yeah. of people came to that show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we made the mistake, I think, of uh, it was, like, the first show of the run was at Montreal. And yeah. it was... It was like two hours long, and it was so flat. Didn't get the right taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was well, we so doing, fucking We were doing bullshit. tons of sketches. Yeah, and we were. We didn't even know what we wanted to do, so we had like <laughs> headsets on. And you've learned now that the shorter the better. Oh yeah, especially yeah, at a place like Montreal. Like oh, get definitely. it tight. Yeah, get out yeah, of there. Get the fuck out well, of there. Well, Berko was like, "You guys are working too hard. What are you doing? <laughs> You're working too hard. Yeah, don't work so hard. The fuck off the stage. Jesus, <laughs> seventy minutes. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. You're doing two hours. What are yeah. you doing? We did two hours. We're sweating our balls off. Sorry, it's five of us. What the fuck you want us to do? Like, and he, he's good at that stuff, though. He's yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes managers and agents can give you from out an outside look at yeah. what industry set (laughs) in a very positive way Well, because he i remember i mean that show was ridiculous because we also in the middle of a stand-up show sketch show we also did a 25 minute one act play 20 minute one act play okay stupid yeah with us all in a basketball (laughs) costume and then i stayed on is that something you guys were doing maybe when i did rhode island with you no Uh, no no by then it was done Back to Rhode Island, by the way. <laughs> so Shandra Sekar fucking sped through his set and had a panic attack on stage. Right. And then Stolhansky came out, and I don't know if he was prepared or not, but like yeah. he did a couple jokes. He wasn't then, expecting to get up that quick. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because Jay, threw, threw, Jay threw, threw him off. Yeah, so Stolhansky did a couple of minutes and did the, uh, the parrot song. Yeah. And then was done. And so by the time I got on stage, literally like 16 minutes had gone by. Yeah. And so, yeah, if that. And so I wound up doing like 30 plus minutes <laughs> right. to cover. <laughs> the di- but Jay came up to me afterwards and was like, thank you. It's <laughs> because uh, you had to pick up the slack, dude. I did. It got a little messy that night. Was Solansky yeah. prepared or did he use Thune's guitar? Or did Solansky bring the guitar? Oh, I think question. I did let him use it, actually. Yeah. yeah. What, are you, are you doing totally against my more like guitar stuff or less guitar less. stuff? Or I mean, what? in my new hour, I don't think there will be any guitar. Why, why did you phase that out? I just have a different story to tell, I feel like, now. And I I enjoy doing that. I really do. And I think somebody did, like, an article about, like, they thought it was cheating to, like, do what I do. Why? That's bullshit. Yeah. It's, but that's, like, a small percentage of who comedy fans are. Whatever. That's fine. And I can see that angle um, if somebody is, like, looking at stand-up that way. But I'm, I'm almost not trying to be what their idea of stand-up is. Yeah, but yeah. I'm trying to do this thing that I've come up with that your own thing. has a a feel to it and that music adds a feel to this character that I'm, you know, I'm is becoming less of a character and yeah. more of just me on stage which I my goal is Stolhansky's whole thing though because he did some guitar stuff as we were traveling around was that he ended up hating to carry the guitar around with him oh is I don't that do that what your thing is I now say <laughs> I now say that oh um, have a guitar for have me? a guitar for me or oh. else I won't use it which is fine and it's going to be oh, just as good. good of a show that's yeah. good uh, but I will not travel with it anymore right oh, he is fucking hated it he him. fucking hated carrying that thing around carrying on the airplanes man mm-hmm. but he we probably had, had the same thing it sucks. It's you. You learn. It looks so romantic, it. though. It man. gets and it creates anxiety from the second you leave your house in the morning to like. Because you know. like, I lost my guitar. Or? No, just like how am I going to get it onto the plane? Are they going right. to be angry? You know, like <laughs> right. what boarding group am I in? Plus, it's just a hassle to fucking carry. Yeah, yeah, and and it's a hassle to discuss with people. It's a yeah. it's a conversational topic that I don't even want to get started with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 
And I love talk. If, if anybody recognizes me, let's talk it up. But that just makes it a little bit easier, which is at a level I don't need it at. Okay, so then, so now how do you feel? Like, were you naked for a little while without it on stage? No, I'm, I'm talking about in public. Oh, like, okay. like walking down if the, I'm like the airport. Walk, it's, it's easier to spot if I, who I am if it's a small group of people that know sure, who I am. Sure, sure. There's yeah. a guitar. Yeah. But, yeah, I love being on stage without it. Yeah. And I think that I'm just as capable. You know, I feel that it's just as good. But that's what we did also in, like, stripping down. Like, because we were doing a combination of sketch and stand-up. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the sketch just kept going by the wayside more and more because it was just You're getting more comfortable the, the other thing. And, yeah. and sketches. But, are- but, like, you know... Who wants to bring fucking uh, a suitcase of costumes around with you when you can when you're comfortable now doing stand up? Because when we did the Broken Lizard show, it's like one dude. I think it was me, or maybe not. No, no, one dude. Well, I I did the merch. Yeah, and one dude, maybe you. Yeah. Did the had like two bags of costumes? <laughs> it sucked. Yeah, like yeah. Super Troopers costumes, yeah. Beer Fest costumes, yeah. our fucking togas, yeah, dildos, yes, a bag of dildos, yeah, that smelled like grapes. They yeah. had grape smelling dildos. Yeah. Oh. But like, and, 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 and inevitably and you open up the bag into planes. Yeah, yeah, and you open the bag up when you get to where you're going, and there'd be like a TSA sign in the bag of dildos mm-hmm. saying we checked this bag. Yeah, you know, you're like, oh, good, you yeah. checked the dildo bag. Okay, plus the beer fest sketch, <laughs> we would make the audiences wear blonde wigs to be German. They would come up to be the Germans, yeah. and it was a chug against us. But then you have to put the cup over your head to. Prove oh, that so you. Yeah. So they are like fucking like <laughs> fermented, disgusting, awful, <laughs> awful smelling. Mildew. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Terrible. So when we did two men, we were like, let's just let's fuck it. Well, but also the more you did stand up, the more comfortable you were doing more time. You know, just yeah. like yes. when I broke my arm, I was forced to not use a guitar, yeah. and that made me more comfortable, which helped the special out too. I think, but you know, it's yeah. just about the time it takes. You know, and that's like that whole ten thousand hours kind of mentality of like to, perf- to to really be good at something you have to do over 10,000 hours right yeah you you know it's interesting though like you're I think Macklemore so, said that is that right <laughs> yeah we're so dumb about the way we approach it like I certainly am so fu- like I don't come out and do like th- th- like now I, I'll try a couple new jokes each weekend because I've basically got my set intact but like when it's time to come up with the new show I'll just write like 30 minutes <laughs> and try to do it all in one shot oh yeah yeah which is a, it's terrible for everybody. Yeah, it's it's hard to figure out what to do on you know like what you have figured out and where you can place it and how it won't ruin the show. You know, yeah. But yeah. that's the cool thing to be cool. Yeah. Did you hear that? Cool. I did yeah. hear it. You got really hey, hey, excited. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Just to pluck, you know, you can pluck a chunk out and put a new chunk in. Yeah, know? I did. I recently in San Diego I just had something that I thought of in my life and then it by the end of the weekend it was eight minutes and growing yeah that were that's awesome that have t- been <laughs> tailored since but it took one really good show to see what it was capable of sure yeah and then it bombed you know yeah but then you just start listening to it <laughs> yeah. that's the best way i remember when i was a kid and i was or like a kid when i was like 23 doing open mics i would like drive from the open mic to the next open mic even if i was going to do it or not listen to the set, set and then make changes right there and then try it and over a week it, you get it you know yeah yeah and that's the way to do it and then i got lazy about that when i started headlining i was like i'm not gonna listen to my whole hour well yeah. that's the thing you should why wouldn't i that's called doing research for your job right yeah it is but yeah. don't do you find could we talk about this a lot like yeah when it comes time like i like we always you know the day of like we'll go through our sets and just you know mm-hmm. get the get the material fresh in, into the heads uh like when i've had like four or five weeks off <laughs> when it comes time to like at home like go through the set and just blow the dust off it like i fucking loathe it oh yeah <laughs> like i i don't want to do it i don't think you should do that 
I, what I like to do if I ever have a break, because I, I, my favorite night at a club when I do clubs is a Thursday night. Okay. It's the least amount of pressure. Mm-hmm. People that are there, for me, more people are there to see me that night than other nights. There might be more like just people that come to that place on other nights. So this is my crowd, whether okay. it's full or not. Mm-hmm. And there are people that aren't going out to party. They're going out to watch something because it's a work night, you know, for mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. audience. Um, and uh, so I, because my audience, they all have jobs. They're all yeah, very good people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but Well-educated. So, I, I like to just throw out what I think the set is right there. Yeah. And then if that usually will go well because it's a good show, then the next day maybe go back and think, was it, did I miss something? Or, But then usually you're already working towards can- canceling shit out you didn't even remember. You know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like you remember the good stuff. So now you, you like to – Go f- cold into that Thursday. That's interesting. I, I, mm-hmm. We were definitely doing – but right leading up to shooting the special, our, that last special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was in that mode where I just knew it so well, I never practice it. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, then it's just like getting better every night, even. Yeah, you know? yeah. I always listen to it. Every, yeah, I, every day of the weekend, I listen to it. But you don't. But you don't speak it out loud. You just listen to I it. I listen to it. Yeah, but that helps so much. Yeah, because yeah. even listening to it, you'll have an idea. You hear like, oh, I just used like or the word that. Those are yeah. words that I overuse a lot. Like and that. I say yeah. right all the time. Right. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right? After, like, everything. Yeah, yeah you're looking like for um, yeah. affirmation from yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do that. I, I say, like, all the time. But and then yeah. you start thinking about it. You try to pull it out. Yeah. I also swear a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've, I've gotten into the, that a little bit later. Are you a non-swearer or a swearer? I, I like to not swear. Yeah. Not because I have anything against it. It's yeah. just I think that if you can get it across... Without it. Better. But the crutch. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got who was like the old statement, whether it was like Jerry. Well, Seinfeld. Seinfeld was, yeah. He was a big anti swearer. Yeah. yeah, but there was a, something statement that he said about like finding the way, you know, sometimes stuff starts off with a swear word and then you find the way around it. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a stronger joke. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think actually Chris Rock said that about Seinfeld. Chris Walk? Yeah, Chris Walk said that. Yeah. But you know what that also Chris Walk is? Is a speech impediment that I had when I was younger. Oh, really? Where I would say, like, instead of saying, that's weird, I would say, that's weird. Or, <laughs> sure, or, sure. Isn't that, isn't that if I'm kids? playing all foosball, I say, I've got winnow. Yeah, going winnows. Next winnows. <laughs> yeah. So, so was, I should make fun of That was that coming out. No, no, my wife would have made fun of me. Sorry, was, Nick. Are you, um, you guys brought it out. Sorry. Sorry. Are you still playing softball? No, but I was just thinking recently, I really want to get a team going. It's so much fun. Yeah. Thune played uh, with us on the softball team. I think my first. Games, right? One or two games. Were you right field? One game. I think I played one, one game. game. And the first, my first at bat, I hit a grand slam. Yeah. And then I think I flew out and grounded out the rest of the times at bat. So I started off like, I could tell like some of the people were like, oh, who they, they brought in a ringer. Yeah, nice. this guy. Yeah. He's all arms and legs, this guy. <laughs> and then how were you in the field? Because I was playing second. You and I were on the, you were right yeah, field, I'm I was second fielder. base. So we were yeah. on the same. I think I had a catch or two, but he came in at the tail, like the tail. It, it, it was a. The they band. had like I remember they had like a nine run inning against us. Oh, our our team sucked. Were we playing yeah. the Michael Bay team? Yes, we were. Okay, good. Yeah, because we that was what, the band was breaking up at that point. We had a good like four or five uh, year. That's run. why I was there. Yeah, yeah you came in. That's, okay, played a game, but uh, we were in a league that had a Michael Bay team, and what Michael Bay did is he went and, and got like all like the stunt men and professional baseball, like former professional baseball players yeah. who he peripherally knew to come and play in this beer Typical. league. Yeah, well, I've got a guy, I've got a ringer for us who's my graphic design guy. Oh, really? Is okay. he good? He played, uh, he was drafted by the Yankees out of high school and nice. then played AAA for the Astros. Okay. Because he went to Cal State Fuller. Sometimes those guys are not as good at softball as you think. Oh, you'd be surprised. But he would This be. guy, I just, his his dad just two days ago did like a throwback, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and put up a video of him hitting a grand slam in a college game. Oh, really? It's just like ridiculous. Shit. Well, we had, there was the guy, one of the guys on their team, what, 
I can't remember Casey Bond, right? He, yeah, he was. He played the side-armed pitcher in Moneyball. Moneyball, Chad Bradford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he played Chad Bradford. And he was on Bay's team. He actually played for us And then he game. came and played with us after a while. Yeah. <laughs> but I heard that Chris, Chris Pratt, who was in that movie, Yeah, I guess he can't play baseball at all. Okay. Right, I heard so that. So they yeah, like, yeah. really had to like... And not only that, they had to switch Which, it. He had to turn around to be a left-hander. He was so good, Hatterberg's though. Because Hatterberg's left-hander. I love watching, he, he, I love watching him act. He's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. Um, wait, did you play baseball when you were younger? I mean, is that yeah, how you oh, yeah. got so good at softball? Yeah, I played baseball. I mean, that's why I'm good for a hit every now and again. Why don't you put together like a comedy team? It'd be nice. I I think there are. I don't know why I'm not involved. Is there a stand-up right. comedy team? I, mean, I know that's there's like people that meet team. and play basketball at, at uh, Gary Shandling's house. I've been invited to that a few okay. times. But okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't have the stamina on the court like you know those guys do. Dude, basketball <laughs> is tiring. It is. It's exhausting. It is tiring. Like I can play a minute of basketball before I'm done. I'm not consistent. I mean, I have seen Sean Kemp's dick though. Have you? How did you yeah. do that? Did you go in the shower? Him, Gary Payton, Danny Ainge. They, they came over your house? Uh, no, I, my, when I was young, I worked out at this place. My family had a membership at this place called the Pro Club, which started off as a trailer, like cost us 25 bucks a month for a family membership. Okay. And then it happened to be across the street from Microsoft. Microsoft bought it as it was booming in like the early 90s, late 80s. And uh, we got grandfathered into what turned into like the nicest resort that the Sonics then started working out in the summer in their off league. And so like Sean Kemp would just be walking around the locker room just naked uh, he must have a huge yeah, dick tell also us Gary Ball huge dick Bill Gates all these guys walking around naked Bill Gates must have a huge dick yeah. how big is Bill Gates dick it's, it's so hard because it's all relative from what I was at then to what I am now <laughs> you had tiny you know? eyeballs back then yeah and so I remember like when I saw Sean Kemp's he was peeing next to me and I remember just kind of like glancing over and just like almost um Dying, fainting, yeah, like, right. out of right. shock because it's bigger you, than your head of something that looked like the size of my my forearm and wrist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I uh, at the I was at the Eyes Wide Shut premiere, mm-hmm. the Stanley Kubrick film, and I pissed next to Jack Nicholson at a urinal, mm-hmm. which was cool. I didn't look at his dick or anything like oh, that. That's Dang it! Oh, yeah. I was about to get I some info. I heard that it's not big. Is that right? I've heard that him and Mick Jagger aren't really. Like, those are the two people that I've heard about that are famous that you would think... Had big dicks and don't. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, Keith Richards wrote about uh, Jagger's small dick in Life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was after, you know, his wife fucked Jagger. <laughs> there could have been <laughs> some motivation there. Yeah. Sure. Sure, anger. But because, like, Jagger... No, babe, it's okay. He has a small wiener. Yeah, yeah, And then exactly. Mick's like, yeah, I understand why you told him. That's fine. Yeah, it makes sense. Because, like, Jagger, if you look at some of the early stuff... He's definitely got a, a fucking armadillo in his pants, but it's like you get the feeling that he's stuffed it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The stuffed armadillo. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, like Bon Scott's in that video of ACDC mm, yeah, we saw yeah, the other day. Yeah, like yeah. Like, uh, what, yeah. like Robert Plant, too. Yeah. Yeah. All those yeah. guys. Well, I'm going to the I'm gonna start doing that on uh, stand-up comedy. I'm going to start doing that, but just have like a, just a little dot. Instead of like a long cylindrical thing, I'm just going to have a little fucking gumdrop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little, you know, like it really is. A little head. Yeah. Like, like, it, it, lo- really like it looks like the, the princess and the pea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, popping out. You know what was funny was that uh, at, at one show that we did, I, I, for some reason, I had my wife's hair tie in my back pocket. Okay. Like uh, maybe going to the airport that morning, I just like I found it in the car and I was yeah. like, oh, I got to remember this. But it was in my back pocket. got to remember this hair tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it was a pretty big ring. In the back of my uh, pocket, and okay. like chewing tobacco. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and a couple of a couple of women came up to me after the show, and said, uh, "What's in your back pocket?" And I was like, "I don't know." And they were like, "Is that a condom?" Because <laughs> like, it was like a super wide condom. Right. Oh wow. And and I was, like, I was like, like, "Do you have so a coke can, Dick?" Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Is that I was like, "No, oh no." You know what? It's actually my wife's hair tie. And they but they were like, "Do you want to come party anyway?" 
mm-hmm. and it was like the the idea that I had this like three inch uh, wide cock, yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better word, <laughs> s- still just transferred like, onto. Oh, me. that's not economy; it's just a cock ring. Yeah. Oh, that's good. God damn it! I wish it's I was a that cock ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know who Thune worked with recently? I do. Pat Heffernan. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Your brother. Yeah. He well, was you, great. He was gripping your uh, pilot, right? Yeah. What's good, it good personality made set fun. Okay, he's a fun guy. Yeah, you guys are equally tall. I yep. mean, he's a, he's a big tall guy like you are. We had a good interaction. A good. He made me feel comfortable on set. It was good. Your beard <laughs> is better than his, though. He's got a shitty beard. Well, he's got a Heffernan beard. Yeah, yeah. but his beard there. is better. He, than I don't remember beard. much of a beard on him. But he's got uh, he shaved recently. I'm oh sure. really? Yeah, he's he's a scruffy guy. We can't grow beards. Yeah. Not like a Thune beard. No, no, no. Thune's got. He's he's had the beard now from Network Beard. How is that? Is that? Did you have it in the show in the pilot? You had one. Yeah, about like this maybe. But then I, I just did a Honda commercial. <laughs> okay, sold out. So, sold my soul for my kid. No, but, uh, no problem. That's not a problem. Um, yeah, how, they made me take it down. How's that pilot? Is it? Is it? Is it going to go? Oh, I hope. You're like the pilot kid. You've it's done like a shitload seventh, of pilots. Yeah, seven pilots. All yeah. with you, the star, or some of them. Yeah. The first one I did was with Kelsey Grammer, and it was right after friend or uh, after Frasier, and oh. he uh, was Jill Vigman in that. Did she do a table read? I don't know. Okay, go on. I don't know, but the he um, oh, he had one show between Frasier and this actually that was on Fox for like a year. Um, the show was really funny. It was a British show called Roman's Empire that they had already made over there with uh, Chris something who's like in the Walk, the Bachelorette movie or whatever. <laughs> right, uh, the right. British guy. But anyway, right. it was a great show and it was going to go, and then he got two mild heart attacks. Kelsey Grammer. Oh Jesus! Really? And then he did with Matthew Broderick that was like ridiculous. That was a big one. Yeah, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. That's why you never know what's going to happen. You, know, that, you, could, you could be set up like, and the guy gets a heart attack, or someone's sure. not into it, or it doesn't fit with the program. You never know. What's yeah. the name of the old but this thing's Souls stacked in the most ridiculous way? Yeah, it's like Amy Poehler produced thing. David Wayne directed it, which is great. Right, and Fred Willard's in it. Mm-hmm. Right, Ellen Burstyn's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Rita Marino. God, yeah. Nick Thune. Nick Thune. Right, Natasha Leone, who's super funny. Greta Lee. But it, who knows? But it, I guess we'll find out probably next week or two. Okay. Natasha Leone. Just a real remember, fun waiting uh, game. Uh, <laughs> Natasha Leone came in and read for, uh, or not met. Remember when she came and met for Club Dread? I do. Because Natasha Leone came in, and the, the lead female in Club Dread is supposed to be an aerobics instructor, like a, mm-hmm. like a, like a hard body chick. And Natasha Leone came in and was like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> yeah. But let's hang out. That sounds yeah, like It was a she's, very funny She's amazing. Meeting. I had so much fun working she's funny. with her. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Old souls, right? Yep. My my whole perspective on the pilot thing, though, is if you get one or if you get a job, just like you get, you're going to get another job. Yeah. It'll happen again as long as you keep consistent. Yeah. You know? But that's what I mean. Like people keep putting you in things because they like you, right? Yeah. They see something. Yeah. And who knows if it's a sellable thing? <laughs> we'll see. It will be. Yeah. Eventually. Has there ever been a situation? Uh, that's kind of a rude question to ask. Like I, I'm always the pilots terrify me for the actors in the in the incident where it gets picked up and then the and actor replace gets replaced. You? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it happens. I have a story of a buddy that was like in Thailand. His pilot got picked up, got phone calls, turned his phone off for four days just to party. Yeah. Picked up, turned it back on. Emails, emails, calls, calls back. He thought he was going straight from Thailand to New York for upfronts. Yeah. You're fired. Oh. They replaced him. Yeah. And so is but it I've been fired now. I've, I've been fired. And you have? I'm okay. Okay. It's, it's whatever. I... I, I heard the story of like this one show that was casting. I won't show, throw the show under, but this is just a show. Like, and I had to tell this to my dad. Like, this is the chances this of me getting works. a part. Yeah, 
It was for a popular comedy television show when my friends is a writer, and it was down to two people for a part they had seen 30 people for. Now they had these two videos in a writer's room with some producers, and they were going to make the decision right there who was going to have this reoccurring role on the show. Yeah. And they get down, and, and after the second one plays, one of the guys in the room, who's not even supposed to talk, just makes a side comment. Man, that guy looks like this one other guy <laughs> who's like an actor who's a, a comic at UCB. Right. And then 20 minutes later, they put an offer out to the guy that the guy looked like. <laughs> right. Oh and right. that guy will never know that he almost got a job. Yeah. Right. And that he didn't get it because he looks like another guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's... And that's just the chances of once yeah. you do your read in the audition, you walk out and you throw it away and your work's done. Yeah. yeah. The rest of it's a fucking Yeah. No, the same show. thing. exact thing happened to me for a movie where it was like me and this other guy went down to the wire and we did this whole day of improv shit with, a, with another guy who's a kind of big star. We did a whole day of improving in the room with the guy. And then uh, little did we know that they had made some offer to some other guy who had turned it down. And then finally the guy came back and said, like, oh, I'll take it. Oh, and so yeah. you think you're, it's you or this guy, but it's not even. You know? I've been in a waiting room when I hear, for an audition where I hear somebody talking in the office saying about, we just put an offer out to this person, but yeah. we're just going to read people, but we're pretty sure they're going to take yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That's so annoying. And but we, then at that point, your job is to dazzle the casting yeah, director yeah. for your another well job or prove that you're the right person. Yeah. And are you do you audition a lot these days still or do you or do you not I mean not TV and all this thing but yeah. yeah it's always in waves it's always in waves it's always in yeah. waves and then I get an offer for like an indie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. never a big movie or anything yeah. but I love I'll take indie movies I love them I love them too I mean it, you know we we talk about this and it's just a matter of like, when the cameras are rolling it's just fun so. I should actually promote one what, what? that comes out um, that's why it's called Bad Johnson oh shit I, I, I looked at the trailer yeah that's a funny premise say what the premise is of that it's, you gonna, you gonna, did you hear this mm-hmm. a you guy's like this? You'll like this. Penis, a guy that's a womanizer whose penis has kind of ruined got him in some bad situations ruined relationships he can't stop he can't control it goes to bed one night and just says I wish I didn't have my dick and then he wakes up in the morning with no dick. <laughs> and his dick has supernaturally become a human, which is me. Okay. <laughs> and so he's the di- he's the human I, dick. My, my name on him. IMDb is Rich as Penis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> RP. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. awesome. So it's basically like Ted. But I took it, yeah. It was yeah. in Chicago for a month. It didn't pay, but... Right. But it looks like it. Turns I mean, out like it's going to be good. premise. You're a human dick. I got points in the back end. Yeah, <laughs> which I'll never good. see. But no, there, there, there's some great one-liners in that thing. I mean, just yeah, I all came the one-liners. Up, I'm happy. You know? I got to play a bad guy, which I've never been able to right. do. Which was so a dick, fun. Literally, yeah. a dick. A guy that has no ego, no super ego, just all id, just like yeah. Not no control. I mean, it looks like it was a blast. So much fun. And you had a big beard in that thing, man. In the beginning, and then they make they made me. Oh, they shave make you shave right there. They actually were going to make me shave for the whole thing. And my creative input was: let me start off with the beard. It'll be like his pubes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I shave because then I'm a toddler and I'm a human for the first time. And then eventually right. it kind of goes back a little more. That's a great premise. Is the movie good? Do you like it? I do. Yeah. I really do. I, I it's I saw it in the theater with the director, and I was so surprised because I've yeah. done stuff that comes out. That's what I'm saying. Like horrible. sometimes you do. Yeah. Thing and you're like, and I was like, this is great. My and my my test is always my wife, and she like, oh, wants, yeah, she yeah. wants to watch it again. She wants oh, to keep great. watching. That's it. great. Is it now? Is it going to be released? At the... It's going to be in theaters May second. Oh, nice, oh, awesome. In like okay. New York, Chicago, Seattle. Okay, and are they doing the thing like uh, all the Houston. comedies now? VOD and it's the already the... VOD and iTunes. Okay, so somebody yeah. can watch it now. Yeah, so I can watch it. Bad yeah, Johnson. You can watch it. Bad Johnson. Okay, we still haven't introduced our guest. Oh, is it is it too late? And we haven't chewed yet. No, it's never too late. It's never too late. Introduce our guest. It's too late. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, writer, actor, musician, comic, director, producer. Can I say all those things? Yeah. Father Nick Thune. Oh, thank you. Now let's chew it. Now what we do is we chew like this. 
Mm. And then you solo chew. Solo chew. Oh, that's a, t- that's a tender chew. It oh. is. And he's slowing it down. Oh, but then now he's mm. savoring something. He's got something in his teeth. Yeah. Yeah, got it. He's got it. He got it out. Do you know? What were you eating? I was actually pr- picturing brisket. <laughs> <laughs> Arby's, bro. Arby's. No, from Franklin's Barbecue. Arby's. Austin. Okay. Yeah. Austin. What, how, how long have we gone? Aristotle. Oh, and it's 3.30, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. You got to right. leave? I should get going okay. to go meet. Let me, she texted me, so let me see if she said no. Screw That's you. good. So we That's intro- a good way to go. We intro'd oh, Nick. No, 4 p.m. The one thing I didn't talk about is, is how Thune and I met. Okay, tell us. Oh, yeah. I, he uh, was doing a bunch of these shorts. iTunes? Was that when it was yeah. iTunes? Yeah. For Comedy Central? And I made one called Parking Meter. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got I, I came in, and they, uh, he and Ruben Fleischer, who was a director, mm-hmm. and I went and uh, I played a cop. I remember that. Because I play good cops. Yeah. You were you were parking. A Segway. I was on a Segway. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. The first time I was on a Segway. Yeah, you were great on it. Have you been Thank on Segways you. more? No. Oh, okay. First so and only, only time. time yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ruben Fleischer went on to be uh, big time. Oh, gosh. He's huge. huge. What's he doing? Right? He did. Out of that series, actually. The, the, oh, it was? Another one we made in that series was called Lobster, which he just shot. I mean, he, puts, he put a lot of his own money. Comedy Central gave us money, but then he put probably 50 grand of his own money yeah. into it to use him as... He hadn't made anything besides music videos before that. Yeah. And so he worked was... on that Biggie show with JY. JY. Okay. Yeah, he produced that. But oh, he'd yeah, made yeah. Zombieland, Gangster he, Squad. He got Zombieland off Lobster. Right, okay. I mean, they, that was like his director kind of reel. Yeah. And uh, he made Gangster Squad so and 30 Minutes or Less. I, I loved the opening sequence of uh, Zombieland. Great. Oh. Yeah. But this is my question. How come the not in any of those movies? I, I was down between me and Jesse Eisman for Zombieland. I think I would take it. Was it Eisman, right? Is that yeah, yeah, I don't know. Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, I would say he was too. a bigger name. Ruben was on my side, and then the studio said, oh. uh, "Do you want to make this movie?" <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, man. I mean, no, also, I, I'm sure. I'm sure Ruben was on his side. They were friends right. now, but he wanted. I think he wanted to try and help me out too. Sure, sure. But now Eisenberg, ben Eisenberg is, did a great job in the yeah. movie. He um, and he's great in that uh, Social Network movie. And maybe that wasn't how it worked. That's just what he told me. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, <laughs> the Magician movie just to make me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> he, you hate the the Magician movie. I didn't, I didn't like see that. Yeah, didn't see like me now. You see me. Yeah. Now, I, he, I don't I like, like him seeing him in that character. I yeah. liked him in Facebook. You know. I yeah, liked yeah. The Social Network him. thing. Yeah. I that, loved him in Squid and the Whale. Yeah, yeah. It's just and but now he's going to play Lex Luthor, which is also a little awesome. That's, that's weird to me. I guess I just think he's a nice guy. So it, yeah. You know, Unlike was, Thune, he's a bad. Thune's a bad boy. I yeah. want to be a bad he boy. He plays yeah. a human penis. He plays a human dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and when I first met you, it was you were actually coming to meet with Jay at our Warner. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, but you were like you had Wolfman. like you had like a weird mustache and a hmm. something. Was it beer fest time? Maybe uh, I think it was bald, beer bald fest head. time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah the bald head. head. Yeah, yeah. You, your hair was. I had had to shave off the the <laughs> only way to get out of my beer fest situation was to shave everything off. Yeah. So I was I was shaved and you had all. I met with you guys over on Warner Brothers. Yeah, Yeah. he was the hairiest guy around. I sometimes will audition in the rooms in that building. Yes, I always. You know, a lot of times you place the building with how you've done there or experiences, and I always have a good. Like I was so nervous about that meeting because I was such a big fan. So it was like, what do I? (laughs) I want to say something fucking stupid here. Well, I remember Jay brought you down to my office. Oh, I had sold a movie script, actually, what I had done at Warner Brothers. Okay. And, that's, and so the guy that had bought it, this was my craziest like industry story, which I didn't even get what was happening. But yeah. I came up with a one-scene idea log line <laughs> for a movie called Community College before the TV show. Right. On a vacation in Spain with a friend of mine before I even moved to L.A. And so then I get this general meeting, and I, 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 go, I don't even know. It's my first general meeting. Warner Brothers with these huge executives. I, I don't know what to talk about. My agent goes, just if you have any ideas about projects, and just tell them about your life. And so I sat there, and 
And they go, do you have any ideas for projects? And I told them the scene. And they go, well, we want to pay you to write that. Oh, man. That's and right. I was like, okay. I didn't that's know what that meant. I get in the car and I get a phone call from my agent like 20 minutes later. It's like, we got, it's got a $500,000 offer for you to write a movie. And I was like, well, yes! my friends from Seattle have to move down. They're like, okay. <laughs> and they, we got like 200 grand up front. And then the writer strike hit. Yeah. yeah. And that was basically the end of that project. Yeah. Well, at least you made it out of there with some cash. But that, that's, it's, it's weird to have your first general meeting go like that because now I know what's actually possible sure. in a general meeting with a, a the studio bar was very high executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> they can pull the, the trigger scenario. right yeah, there. Yeah, they can. Huh. Yeah, yeah. We got the, when we got our Warner Brothers deal, we went in there with Jeff Robinoff, the head of the studio. That's who I went in with. Yeah. Okay. That's and who put me with you guys. Love that guy. Yeah. yeah. And he love just him. said, all right, what ideas do you have? We, we pitched three ideas that we had thought out very well. We would do about 30 seconds of each one. He'd be like, no. Nah. We'd do another one. He'd be like, no. Nah. We'd do another one. He's like, that's the one. All right, let's do that one. <laughs> it's like, holy fucking that's shit. That's exactly the response to my Which is great. opening scene of me peeing in the toilet. <laughs> Actually, the scene was this guy comes up and it's like morning and he's like got bad head and he's like 23. And he goes into the bathroom and you see like – you don't actually see the toilet. You just kind of see here up. And you see him grab a cup off the windowsill, an empty glass cup, and go down. You hear it like dip into water. And then there's a goldfish. And he puts it by the window. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there. He's not even established that it's really the bathroom. Yeah. And then he starts peeing. And you still don't see that. And then it goes to a wide shot as he zips his pants up. And he flushes the toilet. And as the, touch, the toilet's refilling, he dumps the <laughs> fish back into it. And then it freeze frames blurry and says community college. <laughs> and awful. they were just like, yeah. Love it. <laughs> I wanna... can see it. I can see it. <laughs> That's it. Did you write the script, though? Or we no? did, yeah. yeah okay. mm-hmm. Do you and write scripts? Do you write, do you write movie scripts? I try to. Okay. And I, I think I've written like five of my pilots with other people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so will you eventually just try to shoot a movie? Yeah. And I have kind of my own crew built out now, like yeah. my friends that are really creative and fun to work, which is the best. I was just saying that when we, I just said right now, it's just fun to put content out there. It's fun yeah. to, for me to get my friends so excited about something, they're willing to do it without pay on the side Yeah, yeah. to make something good, you know? And then you, when you finish it, there's just a great feeling about it. Like yeah. we yeah. made this video. And it's there forever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I would love to make a full movie. It's, that's just when it gets really. Then you got to pay the bills though. You, you want gotta get, to come You got to get a good producer. We don't have a good producer. Producing oh. is everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hook, hook you up with our guy. Yeah, please do. Give us. In, 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 I hope he works for free. Yeah, yeah. They they all work for free. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the only thing we do. Yeah. All right. All right. Should we wrap it up? You got to go meet your wife, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's go. Well, out what do you do with the kid? Where, which, should you bring go the kid? to the Grove and will you bring the kid lunch? with her? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get like a late lunch. These guys bring their kid everywhere. Yeah, we just had him in Austin. In Austin, bring him to the comedy show. Yeah. Did he go to the comedy show? He he came to my last one. Oh really? Yeah. Did he laugh? Nobody was mesmerized by me talking. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like the people before and after he was uninterested in. I thought it was a good sign. Are you, are you make a practice, you think, of bringing the kid to the I don't like bringing road? him to the shows. It ruined up his whole sleep pattern for the night. But. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. It was fun to have game, my family on the road. My game. dream is to have a RV. That's the Jimmy oh, Gaffigan yeah. thing. You just do it. The Gaffigan thing is he gets a bus and he puts all his kids in there and yeah. he drives around and does stand-up. Because when I'm done with the show, I mean, and it sounds so cheesy, but I'm like, I'm getting older now. I really do want to see my kid. Like, yeah, you yeah know, sure. Or be around family. Yeah, that's why we, uh, every weekend we, we would creep earlier in our plane flights home. We'd be like, oh, get, make sure it's at noon it's or something. It's fun for you know? a night, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm but out. now like, let's get that 7 a.m. flight home. I can watch TV without someone's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But it sucks getting up on Thursday morning. I hate getting up before my kid is yeah. awake because then I don't get to say goodbye and it's like I'll just go and look at him and be like, you know, whisper to him like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, and then I fucking miss him. I yeah. miss him. 
Yeah. But uh, that's because we're good guys. Yeah, we are. And that's, that's what we want to come out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Although when my when my <laughs> wife brought uh, my son down to Miami, yeah, and we were all in the in the hotel and like, yeah, he'd wake up in the middle of the night. That fucking sucked. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure. Oh, when you get home from the show or whatever. I'm sure. Yeah. That's tough. That's where you're gonna get sweets and you gotta be really rich and yeah and yeah have uh tour managers and babysitters and yeah. nannies. mates of state had kids and they on a, i was on their tour bus and they had two nannies that worked split the day and it was okay. the best and, and they took care of all the kids from the, yes. the band oh that's, that's a great fantastic idea. let me should we let's do it it's a great idea let's my kids it. are almost old enough to babysit your kids so yeah your oldest daughter can just babysit maybe i don't know we'll see let's do it okay plus that tour bus thing then you just go in one stretch Three weeks, and then you take the whole summer off. How do you party on the bus, man? Dude, I, I party right in front of my kid's face. I chug <laughs> it in my kid's face. Kids know, you know. They know. They my know. son. But no, you, I mean, you guys have six-month-old kids. You have a, you know, whatever. You have a six-month? No, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I have a four-week-old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're fresh on that one. Oh, no, I fucking, I was up. Although my kid, my first one is a great sleeper. He slept through the night at uh, six weeks. And this new one's going down that path. He put... This p- whole past week, he's Six done weeks five. Is amazing, yeah. But he's uh, the new one's done five hour stretches now. The last, the so last I'm week, just giving up now. Six months. Let's just bring a nurse in. Yeah, yeah. get someone to teach us get out of sleep. No, yeah. no, that's fine. My wife has the sleepy gene. Uh, Kevin probably knows it. Like she can fall asleep fucking anywhere. Oh yeah, my yeah. wife can too. Actually, oh, so can I. It's yeah, nice. you really like, can. She, yeah. She'll fall asleep at eight until in the morning. You know, be out. Yeah. Then I can actually watch sports and not be bothered. Oh yeah, right. mm-hmm. masturbate. <laughs> yeah to sports which, which is yeah. thrilling yeah masturbate to sports center <laughs> yeah which when my last plug is I really want to throw a first pitch out at a Mariners game oh okay they just won't respond to me online on Twitter if anybody knows anybody wait do we know do we know some people because we've did we throw one out at, at the Mariners game oh no, no. Did we we, uh, we had the whole thing with the Mariners we had though. the whole that whole incident with the Mariners where um, we know the DJs though so you guys might yeah. actually hurt me maybe you know it was, it was a good incident what happened uh, was uh I don't know, what was it? There was a, one of the managers, the mayor, his like, name was McLaren or something recently. Kevin? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the managers. GM. I can't remember. No, he's the manager. Whoever the manager was, like three years ago. And uh, he had some fucking, he went on a tirade. Like, he just got furious. Well, they were doing badly. They were playing They were badly. playing poorly, and he went furious. And then uh, out in the locker room, when he had this tirade, the players were all watching Super Troopers oh. on the TV. Yeah. And so that was going on in the background of his tirade, and and so we got kind of pulled into the story, and we went on like Seattle Sports Radio and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, but we've thrown out a few pitches, first pitches. Yeah, it's, I, 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 it sounds exhilarating. I can't wait to. It's great. It is, but you know, you I'm going to shoot like a whole documentary around it and <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, um, make it some online content. Can I give you some advice? Mm-hmm. Never wear flip flops when no. you throw out the first pitch. Yeah. That's kind of that's, that's like bad. my life rule actually. I would never wear flip flops in feet, general. My feet are just weird looking. Oh. they're long. But I'm thinking if you're if you're prone to wear flip flops, don't do it when you're throwing the first pitch out. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, Fuck you like up. if you're prone to fainting, if you're prone to yeah. flip flops, right? If you're <laughs> prone, <laughs> which I am, which I am, <laughs> fainting or flip flops? Uh, flip flops. Okay, uh, I'm prone you to are. fainting. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. All right, let's let this man go. <laughs> All right, Thune's right. got to go. Let's Thanks, chew. Guys. Nick Thune. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Chew on the way out. Thank you, Aristotle. See everyone later. Now leaving Nerdist.com.